0: what's up everybody it is feel good friday december 17th you are listening to the pat mcafee show 2.0 pat had to jump on a plane to head back to the chicagoland area for friday night smackdown tonight at 8 p.m on fox massive show today the legend al michaels stops by for an incredible conversation bill burr was in studio aaron jones and, of course, Pat and AJ go through the entire Week 15 NFL slate and pick all the games. It's a great one. Let's get into it.
1: Last night we had our office gathering for oh, really the holiday at the house. It was a lot of fun. We got a chance to have a couple beers. Wine. What? A couple wines. Wine. wine. A couple White clouds. Wine. 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 Nom. <laughs> cup smokes what? and ultimately a little bit of disappointment amongst a um bunch of happiness because this year has obviously been one that is going to be remembered forever for our particular family our particular group but while watching that Thursday night football game that was a clash of division rivals in a beautiful fashion a Thursday night football game with the magnitude that we have been waiting for for some time a Chargers team coming off a massive win in New York and then you got the Chiefs did they find it last week against the Raiders when they flipped the switch and the offense looked amazing? amazing there was all this hype about how great this game was going to be and i thought for the super boost to go back to back patty mahomes is going to want to come out and throw the ball all over the yard he's going to want to score touchdowns throw touchdowns in SoFi, a fast track he's got the fastest dudes on the trackiest tracks and a fullback ran in a touchdown come on a fullback for the kansas city chiefs Ran in a goal-line touchdown
2: last night. Plus 10,000.
1: Andy Reid has drawn up no less... Then 700 plays to not have to hand the ball off to the fullback ever. That's right. They roll right, pitch back, underhand as a dive play. Mm-hmm. They get Patrick Mahomes out of center, move somebody else in as a dive play. They put five, six people in the background. They do the full electric slide, the wobble, wobble, mm-hmm. and then somebody else gets it, and they do a dive. They never, ever run the ball with a fullback. Congrats to uh, Burton. Yeah,
2: yeah, Burton. Nice job, Burton.
1: I mean, he killed our super boost. Uh, he could have clearly just thrown a touchdown to somebody very easily like yeah. he has done, I don't know, seven, 800 times yeah. in the past. But our super boost loses, and we thought for some time the Chiefs were also going to lose because, and as we were watching this game, we thought to ourselves, of course, Jackson Mahomes is back to being a piece of shit. Yeah, right. <laughs> <exactly. laughs> <laughs> it's been a few weeks, hasn't it? it yes. Yeah. 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 It's yeah, been a few. Man. I was actually proud of Jackson Mahomes. I'm like, hey, Jackson Mahomes, young guy, okay? And I understand everybody's like he's riding along the coattails. Whatever the case, he's there. Thrusted into the spotlight with his personality, the way he wants to act, the way he wants to do his thing, build his own stuff. Automatically getting attention because of the family he's from. And although people say like, and they did beautifully in that SOT thing, like that is obviously a gift for Jackson Mahomes. But for Jackson Mahomes, if he wasn't a part of that family, nobody would know how insufferable he is. But he would still be probably just as insufferable in the situations he would be in. So instead of being at games and sweet dumping water on people, he'd be at Applebee's if he was dumping yeah, right. water on somebody. Right. problem. There is just, he was thrusted into a position of limelight as well because of how talented his brother was. And I'm not saying I feel bad for him at all, but I thought maybe, hey, learning lessons here, you know? Because there were some things he did where people were like, oh, yo, that's dope. And everybody else was like, yeah. this guy fucking stinks. The worst. And then there'll be another thing that would happen, be like, oh, you wouldn't, you wouldn't get it. You're just old people that don't understand the new fad, the new craze. this is the TikTok dance. Get off it. Let Jackson live. Let him live. Please. Let Jackson live. There's like, And then there was other people like, nah, nah, this guy <laughs> fucking stinks. When you stand on a memorial yeah. oh, man. of a guy who is universally beloved and heralded. And you do your dance on there. No matter, by the way, we said this at the time, Jackson Mahomes should have never been able to get to that part. But to not have the self-awareness after all the other things that have happened that have potentially forced him to be into a self-aware mode, you would think that that would have not happened. When that happened, I think, myself included, as somebody who has always been like, hey, let him live, let him live, he's young, he's doing his own thing. As soon as that happened, I immediately went, this guy fucking stinks. And actually went to an entire thing about Patrick Mahomes, who I think only wants to do right, only wants to do good, seems to be super positive, very liked by everybody, eats ketchup. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Eats ketchup. Everybody seems to love him. Had a lot of success early. Always upbeat, always positive, always competitive. I actually started to think, you know what? Although all the other shit was a bit insufferable, I could see why he did it for the TikTok, for whatever he was trying to accomplish. When he stood on Sean Taylor's thing, and then he knew that Patrick Mahomes was going to have to eat that, right? Patrick Mahomes is going to get messages from a lot of people like, hey, Pat, love you, man. Can't be having what's going on there. And Patrick Mahomes, this, you know, and I don't know him personally, never met him, but this kind of... You know, free, uh, fun-loving, kind of gunslinger, competitive guy. Anytime something like that can creep in, you could see how it could affect his performance. Now, we were talking about his performance. He was still top-five quarterback in the NFL when it came to passing (laughs) yards, touchdowns. They still had a winning record and everything like that. We're just talking about the pantheon of... Players in all sports that have come in and taken over at a very young age, Patrick Mahomes is in that thing. So when Jackson Mahomes is doing all this shit, I thought it was only natural that he potentially had his mind off the game. And it was a different mode and a different zone. I think he had a kid as well, so there's a whole nother batch There it is. There's a lot of stuff going on. Then Jackson Mahomes kind of disappeared, didn't go to a game. Then he went somewhere else, didn't really hear from Oh, this asshole maybe learned from standing on Sean Taylor's memorial that, hey, I can't be an asshole all the time because I'm a part of a family that if I'm an asshole, everybody's going to tell me I'm an asshole and I'm potentially fucking up a half a billion dollar bag for my family. I thought that's potentially what happened. Then Jackson obviously goes to S.O.T., does right. his whole thing, mm-hmm. wields his power stick around Kansas City because <laughs> his last name is Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Something happens where somebody reaches back out to S.O.T. after they bury Jackson Mahomes in a beautiful apology. Beautiful. Didn't know the place existed, read the apology. Oh, that's the place I would like to go to. Yeah, unbelievable. I think they also heard me say that yep. they don't want me to be there and I think maybe some other people had to reach out to him they issued an apology on the other side about how they handled Jackson Mahomes so it was naturally for everybody to think oh Patrick is probably the one that or Patrick's family or somebody in the family say he can't do this this is very rude to, do to Patrick Mahomes brother or whatever Still, so now Pat's thinking about this all this shit again mm-hmm. oh my brother's my brother's all the way back. He's getting blacklisted from bars. I got to send messages to get him out of this thing. Then he starts playing terrible football last night yeah. on a fourth and goal with the one he thro- <coughs> throws one into the dirt oh, with man. a wide open yeah. guy. Terrible. And when I'm playing catch with the baby Duke, you know, that is available now at com. An incredible ball. There's only a hundred left, 150 Once to members of the McAfee mafia. there. Uh store. or youtube.com forward slash the Pat McAfee show that fourth and one ball. Where he threw it and went into the ground. Yeah. We'll be throwing a baby Duke around the office. Mm -hmm. Okay? We'll be throwing a baby Duke around the office. And every once in a while, my shoulder will just like, boom. And then something will happen to my arm. And then the ball will come off like my pinky. And it is just... (laughs) I'm not Patrick Mahomes. No, you're not. So I can understand how a ball could come out awkward, could come out uncomfortable. But whenever that happened, it's like, this is not something that Patrick Mahomes at his age, young age, with his ability to remember, he he was the guy that would run backwards flip his hips, and just do one of these things. He was the guy who would th- throw lefty while diving. Patrick Mahomes is throwing submarine pitches, 70 yards for touchdowns. Yep. So whatever, fourth and one on the goal line, by the way, against a division rival, a team that beat you before, wide open, tud. You, as soon as you see Pat, you go... Uh, What the hell is going on here? not good. You go, this goddamn Jackson Mahomes. (laughs) Mm -hmm. This rat bastard, Jackson Mahomes, has to be getting into his mind. He's thinking about other things other than football. It's not just fun football anymore. For whatever the case, he skips that thing in there. Then he gets back out on the field. No big deal. What do we do? Throw a pick. Patrick Mahomes, my God, is he dead, Yeah, is what I was thinking. So I had the Chiefs minus three. Which was a fantastic back that looked like it was going to die because Justin Herbert was slinging it. Mm-hmm. Austin Eckler was flying around. Now Brandon Staley is, and he came on the show, gave us a great conversation. That's yeah.
3: right.
1: Does he actually? Is he the one that all the the stats people like pray to at night? Yes, Has
2: I believe be. so. He's their lord,
1: dear Brandon Staley. We come to you today to thank you for. Stating what we've been stating for a long time. Thank you. Six points is more than three points. Numbers. And although zero points is definitely an outcome that could happen that is less than both of those numbers, we're going for six every fucking time, Brad yes. Daily. Come on. Because the stats tell us even though you went 0-4 last night, mm. first time ever in NFL history, <laughs> that... <laughs> A team walked away with no points with first Mm -hmm. and goal two times in the first half or something like that. Not
2: one. Twice.
1: And although you end up losing by six, which hindsight would have been just two very, 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 very short chip shot field goals. That's right. Sides 50-50. And your stats will just get tossed into a... Uh, I don't know, 10,000 stats. Nobody will even remember that you fucking lost this game to the Chiefs. (laughs) Nope. And the stats won't even recall that you did this and made this decision because the overwhelming number is on the positive side. But what a lot of people outside of this stat god Brandon Staley community that I'm talking to right now that I almost forgot about, what a lot of people outside of this stat thing say, if it has happened before, it could happen again. (laughs) That's right. So unless the stat is 100 to 0, are we willing to bet entire legacies, destinies, careers, and games on those? And Brandon Staley, every single time you say, fucking right. Yeah.
0: Let Justin throw.
1: There's Call other it. analytics we'd like to dive into, and we appreciate you for bringing this into our lives, because you legitimize us more than any other NFL coach in the fucking history of coaches.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Brandon Staley the new age. Brandon Staley will carry our stats and analytics forward. And we do know that Brandon Staley, you gotta start fucking winning then if you do that. Because it'll be quite a dunk on our entire stats community if you keep fucking losing and getting zero points whenever you could get six, but there's three very much available, and then you would not even have to go to overtime or lose the game or anything like that. But you need to you need to keep holding it down for stats. We appreciate you. Amen.
0: Amen.
3: Thank
1: you, Staley. What's his deal? He's a clown. No, he's not, He's very nice on here. He's very nice he's on, on here. Yeah, he's very nice on the show. Sure, well,
0: I think it's like what you said. Like at a certain point, like if it's hap- you can't like handcuff yourself to the analytics. And I feel like that's what they do. Like they get so like like you said, it's like hey, if it's happened once, it could happen again. Like you you get so like bogged down and like, well, shit, if we don't go for this fifty six percent of the time, teams dude lose this game. And it's like, well, if you just if you get fucking beat anyway, it doesn't <laughs> matter.
1: Nobody will remember. Those lost The stats community will not remember in their stats. It'll be a movement of point oh 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 one percent because of how many plays that they have been able to do that whole thing. So it won't even move. But those were massive, vital decisions that were being made. The Chargers allowed the Chiefs to stay in that game. Yes. The Chargers allowed the Chiefs to stay in that game. And I understand if you pick up 14 more points, hey, that's better than Dang. zero.
4: Yeah, it's true.
1: Hey, that's better than what we have right that's now. That's right. But another six points changes that game immensely as well. Now, will Patrick Mahomes and Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey be able to turn on the, you know, hey, we're going to go ahead and open a fire hose here whenever we want, like they did at the end of the game? Maybe. But that game, I did not fully understand what Staley was doing, and I'm like, what do you hate kicking? I don't – is this – that high school coach, where, in Arkansas or something? Yeah. Where he doesn't punt. Nope. Goes for two and kicks onside, kicks every time. He's like, yeah, we win. It's like – Okay, that's against people that don't understand a cover two defense.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's funny you mentioned that he got a college job, they won one game and then he lost the rest of them, and now he's going back to high school. Oh. Nah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: I don't know. I just I understand trying to transform the game and make it better, and stats can definitely do that. But if you're watching a game last night, it's hard not to be like, just kick the field goal, dude. What are we even what do we even do? I like the energy, the hey, I, I got faith in my mm-hmm. team. I got I like my quarterback. I like where we're at. Maybe and people are saying that, you know, maybe he does doesn't trust his defense not to be able to stop Patrick Mahomes and you got to go for seven when you're playing against Pat you got to be able to go for seven or maybe he was thinking you know if we uh if we don't score you know they got 95 yards they got to be able to go. they did but like it is a uh it's an interesting thing joining us now is a man who's been around the NFL uh I think since its inception
3: yeah <laughs> that's right <laughs>
1: I mean, you're talking about an absolute living legend icon. A man who has called every moment that has ever happened in the sports world and has somehow remained so cool, so genuine, and so damn great. Ladies and gentlemen, Sunday Night Football, play by play legend, Al Michaels. Yeah!
4: What's up, man? <laughs> oh! <laughs> you know? I decided to dress for success. <laughs> uh, I respect. I've been working out all week, baby, just to, you know, just, just to be your doppelganger. And I got to tell you something. You know, I don't know what the future is going to hold next year, but if you got a, a spot for me, either in the studio or I can play the role of AJ Hawk as well.
3: Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have room for
1: you wherever, whenever. <laughs> Oh, what is... Okay, so let's let's dive right into
4: it. You know that I I I exist. This is awesome. I love this show. No. This is everything I dreamed about. Right? No holds barred television. None. How long have you been in the
1: game? TV game? I I said forever, but I don't... I should have done more research. This is 100% on me. How about
4: 1968? I did the Hawaii Islanders of the Pacific Coast League. Minor League Baseball. Then on to the Cincinnati Reds in 1971. That's 50 freaking years ago. Marty Brenneman succeeded me for the next 44. I did three years there, and then I went to San Francisco. The Giants tripled my salary. (laughs) (laughs) And and then ABC for 30 years and NBC for 16, and here we are, man.
1: How do you – is it – i mean they talk about it in sports and the new phrase is called competitive stamina do you still get the same because the way you deliver and the way you perform is so good every single week you uh for 50 years in the business it seems like you get better and better each week somehow and i would assume that there has to be some sort of boredom or is there not you absolutely love every moment huh
4: pat i love walking into the stadium we get there three hours in advance you watch the crowd come in. The music's going. I love drama. And, you know, you, the great thing about sports is you don't know what's going to happen. You know, nobody knows anything. Everybody knows nothing, basically. We all know that, right? So there's no way you can tell me how this game is going to work out on any given night. And that's what I love. I love the drama. I love the excitement. I love the feel. I love you know, being on... the the number one show on television is also pretty exciting too we you're gonna get eighteen to twenty million people watching. I work with a great group of people and I'm as energized as I've ever been right now. I mean I, I love it. Uh, Retirement? Are you kidding me? Like what? What do you do <laughs> when you retired? Tell me. What, tell are you, me. what well, do you what are you doing? Re- you retired after you led the league in, in, uh, in punting, right? Yeah. That year.
1: Yeah, one well, year. Yeah, no big deal.
4: No big deal. It's a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> what what is, happened?
1: What, what, why? Well, I, I don't know if you just saw the deal I just signed. I thought it was potentially possible to have that happen in the Internet. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, thought, I thought the Internet was kind of the modern-day gold rush. Personally, I, I honestly believe that. I still believe that. I got very lucky with the people I was in. And I was staring down like my third surgery in four years. There was just a lot of things that kind of It felt like the universe was telling me. You know what I
4: mean, Now. I saw the deal you signed. What do you, why do you think I want to get on your show? <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? Hey, <laughs> we
1: well, opened up some funds by the way. If you do, you know, want a, a spot in the studio next year by all means. Anytime a legend wants to. Go, we appreciate the kind words. I had no idea you even knew we existed, yeah. dude. That's Hell very yeah. very cool. You're a busy man, I assume. No, busy? No. <laughs> I'm busy
4: watching this show. What are you talking about? My like three hours, three hours every morning is is the Pat McAfee show.
1: What do you do? Where you're in California full time, and
4: I live in LA. Yeah, I live in Los Angeles.
1: Do you yep. guys travel out on like Thursday still for those games on Sunday night, or is that schedule changed a bit?
4: No, normally Thursday or Friday, but I'm off this week. There are designated games that Tarico does, and this is one of them. So I'm home this weekend. I won't go to Tampa where it's. Uh, You've got uh, Tampa hosting New Orleans, so I'm off, but next week I'm back in Dallas the night after Christmas, it's Washington at Dallas. So uh, you know we, we, uh, we have designated games off as does, you know as does Michelle Tafoya, right? And I'm reading this conspiracy theory about Michelle, when the season started, had four designated games off. She picked them in June, two in Green Bay. One in Baltimore, one in Seattle. She lives in Minnesota, so she gets enough cold weather. She wanted some cold weather Smart. games off. Smart. Right now, there's a conspiracy theory that because she went on the View, she was taken off. You know, oh. this is this is why I call it out. the, the outside noise is like a cacophony of crap is what it is right Cacophony.
1: it always is but hold on though, you're on the number one show on TV there's always going to be drama and conversation which leads me to this happy Michelle Tafoya uh, made the right decision by the way I live in Minnesota I'm gonna go ahead and take these cold games off I'll stay down there I like to hear that by the way because maybe we did read some of that when you talk about your designated games off are those forced do you appreciate them because when Tariq when Tariqo left ESPN I think as a sports fan it's like, hey tariqo's an incredible play by play guy and they're like well maybe he'll Get in the NFL. It's like, well, Al Michaels, the goat play-by-play guy. That's going to be a very difficult thing. Do you and Toriko get along? And does that is that ever something that you get mad about, like missing? Like Saints Bucks is a pretty big-time game, obviously in the NFC South and in the run. Is that something that there's any drama around, or no? Not,
4: not really. No, Mike and I get along great. We have great respect for each other. He's a terrific guy. He's a terrific talent, and it's it's a matter of you know he's kind of been in a way in the bullpen since we brought him in in 2016. And NBC was going to try to get Thursday Night Football full-time. And Mike was going to come over, and he was going to do Thursday, and I was going to do Sunday. And then what happened was Fox wound up getting the package in 2018. So now Mike was only on Notre Dame. And, you know, they decided, well, why not? Let's let's bring Mike out of the pen and have him do a few games. He loves the NFL. In addition to, you know, doing a a great hosting job on Football Night in America— so that's pretty much the way it worked out. And for me, you know, it's it's fine at this point. I'm doing, you know, I'll, I'll do next week. Tarico does January 2nd. I do the last game of the season on the ninth. Then we have the wild card. We have the divisional. And it's NBC's year to do the Super Bowl. Which I can Uber to back and forth, right? How cool is that? Nah. Not that I will, not that I will, but you, you get you get the idea here. No,
1: nah, yeah, you get a Rolls Royce to take old Al Michaels from yeah. the to the L.A. Super Bowl. Uh, that's amazing. Can't wait to hear you and Collinsworth on the call. I did not know that until you just said it right now. I always look forward to those because it is. The best refs, right, have to get on the field, allegedly. Allegedly, allegedly, the best refs have to get on the Super Bowl field. The best teams have to get on the Super Bowl field. And since there's going to be a hundred and hundreds of millions of people, I think our best commentary crew has to be represented in there as well. And I think you guys always crush for the league and for the NFL. Let's talk about the league though a little bit out. It's crazy this year. Is this different than you've been 50 years you've been calling sports and in the game. This season, it honestly feels more ridiculous than ever. Am I wrong in thinking that is that just recency bias for me?
4: I think it's recent. you know, it's recency bias in a way because every year people say to me, "Have you ever seen a, a year like this? <laughs> more dramatic games, you ever seen more injuries?" But Pat I've heard that every year for like the last 15. (laughs) Granted, maybe this is the wildest year. I don't know. I mean, when the Houston Texans, who look like they can't beat a college team, go to Tennessee and beat the Red Hot Titans, I'm going, whoa, anything can happen. When Denver goes to Dallas and leads 30 to nothing, you know, in the middle of the fourth quarter, how does that happen? But, you know, this is why we love sports, because there's no way anybody could have predicted any of that stuff. It's high drama. That's why I love it, and that's why people love it, I think.
1: Jags beat the Bills. Think about that. Yeah, Jags beat the Bills. Really? Jags, think about that. Coach fired already, by the way, Urban. Hey, okay, here we go. You've been around the NFL. You talk to a lot of coaches. Uh, you know basically everybody around. Everybody has respect for Al Michaels. I think that is just a universal thing at this point. Well, then, hey— what a legend you are, by the yeah. way. Well, everybody has respect for Al Michaels. I mean, hey, I, I smoking cigars. <laughs> Job well done, sir. Uh, whenever you meet these coaches, maybe for the first time, whether it's a primetime game, Sunday football game, or you see their operation, is there some, and I'm not saying this about Urban Meyer, it just so happens to be the most recent event. Is there some places you go and you're like, ah, this shit ain't going to work? Is, is there that? Or is there some place you go like, oh, this is a great building?
4: Yeah, I mean, most of the places are pretty good. And we have a relationship with most of the coaches and have. And I think there's a respect on the level that they know we're not going to give away stuff that we, you know, that's off the record. We won't. We're told a lot of things, but it helps us not go to places we don't want to go to. So that's what, you know, when people say, does he give you the game plan? No, he doesn't give us the game plan. Nobody walks in and, you know, here's the first 15 plays or whatever. They may talk about what they're trying to do you know, in the first quarter, that sort of thing. But Chris can figure out, you know, in two seconds what a team is trying to do. But we, we need to be, like, talked off some things. We, we, we might watch teams over the course of a year, and we think that a guy is playing really well. And the way the coach responds to our question about how he's played this year might not be what we think it is. <laughs> and then we want to find that sometimes the guys who are the, uh, the hidden guys who can do certain things. So that is very beneficial to us in these meetings. But we have a, a really good relationship. And I, I also find, you know, the personal interest stories are the best because we have the game. But if you can weave in a lot of good stuff about the coaches, about the players, you know, that enhances the broadcast. And that's our goal.
1: 50 years in, are you still hammering out all the research right now? Are you watching the film, the X's and O's, and writing your own notes and your own everything like that still at this point?
4: Pat? I'm doing more homework than I've ever done, and you know why? Because the fans have access to, and know more than they've ever known. Right? So has some to of it is wrong. Head. Right? Right. You've got everybody has access to every website and and every show, and they think they know. So you, and and most of them you know know a lot, but now we've got to stay one step ahead and be able to provide from time to time certain things that we know they don't have access to or could know that could enhance the telecast. So in terms of the workload, more than ever. You like Chris? I enjoy it. You and Chris get along as humans. It feels like you
1: guys genuinely like each other up there, and I think that's a massive part of not only a team. Like you see uh, NFL teams, I think if they like each other, they're going to be a lot better. Uh, I think when it comes to bands, and musical bands, when they like each other, I think they're going to be a lot better. And you know when bands start to like fall out with each other by their performance shows, the same way booths I think are a big thing. You and Chris always seem to kind of be on the same page.
4: We're like brothers. We work together for thirteen years. It's a long time, and it's it's great. I mean, every we go out to dinner every Friday night, every Saturday night. Our wives are very close; they travel with us too, you know, for most of the time. And it's it's great. And his his you know Jack is on the show uh, on uh, on Sunday night on the Peacock version of it, and then at halftime and the pregame show. Austin, his other son, li- lives out here in L.A. It's great. They're a fantastic family. Love working with them. Hey, look! I've hit the, the the lottery. The last twenty years of my career, thirteen with Chris, and before that, seven with John Madden. How good is that?
1: Well, I think they're also saying the same thing. Like, I hit the lottery. I'm working with Al Michaels, (laughs) I I think. So, yeah, I mean, smoke your cigar once for yourself, too, every once in a while. Uh, The new new stats and analytics, it came into the spotlight last night, obviously. You're in L.A., so it's probably a conversation over there this morning. The Chargers and Brandon Staley seem to hate uh, kicking field goals, you know, because six points is more than three points. Have you asked coaches about this new data and analytics era in which it seems like all old school football rules for some people are just completely done.
4: We have, and I heard the early part of the show, and you're right, and and you know, Saley's taking a little heat here because he's always going for it on fourth down, always. And in fact, at one point, he had a, um, I think he had a seven point lead a few weeks ago in the game, and he went for two oh, to yeah, go, which yeah, so yeah. either nine or so. What, what are you doing that for? I mean, really, if you don't make it, I mean, so. There are a million ways to look at it, but I, I'm a believer in a game. Every game has a different rhythm and feel, yeah. and you've got to feel where that game is at any particular time. And when they go for it just before halftime last night, that's a deflating thing not to make it. Now, you know, Kansas City is, is walking off the field pr- feeling pretty good, another goal line stand, and the Chargers are going, well, we, uh, you know, we could have led by, uh, you know, more than we do. I mean, you tell me you, you were in the game, you played the game. I mean, there's got to be a certain emotional deflation if something like that happens to your team.
1: Well, I think the issue is, and uh, by the way, Al, incredible breakdown right there. I, it's Whenever people look at football players, and it's because of the guy you worked with for seven years here uh, straight in the documentaries coming out, I can't wait to watch it. But on Madden, every player is a number. Okay, so every player is a number. It's a this dude's a 94, this dude's a 76, this dude's a 71. But what Madden doesn't know is that some days this 71 is actually an 85. In some days this 94 is actually a 72. And in other areas they're up and down because they're humans. You know, the Madden thing kind of took the human view of athletes kind of out of that whole thing. And I think stats and analytics do the same thing. Whenever you're talking about feel, they take out the humans that are being involved in these analytics. They're treating it as if it's robots or a. Video video game i think that is the big thing al
4: no you're on top of it because look there's a place for analytics but just as an aid you know you can't make your decisions totally predicated on that and in in fact i think analytics has helped to not ruin baseball but you you didn't see pictures coming in every two innings you didn't see the shifts on every batter i mean baseball Baseball needs to be made better right now, and part of the problem, I think, is all of the analytics around the sport of baseball. It's made it a less interesting. I don't want to see a pitcher come in every two innings. Do you? No, no, Al. I just want to
1: see Shohei Ohtani every night. You know, I want to see him doing his thing, and then I want to see them hit bombs over there. But what do we know, Al? We're just two shirtless dudes or sleeveless dudes talking about the world. You know, everybody's probably much smarter than I am. I don't know if they're smarter than you ever. Uh, Whenever you're talking about feeling a situation, though, and riding a game, this happened last night to Joe Buck. Uh, whenever that devastating injury happened, which was scary as hell, football can have those moments where it's very scary. And I guess I could ask you too about the camera, like feeling obligated to zoom in there, and the cameraman. Not, I mean, I, I, whatever the case, the production of it is. However, it goes. Joe Buck in that moment is knows it's a serious moment, knows it's a scary moment, and he didn't have necessarily the greatest words about why something was potentially happening. Do you recognize those massive moments that you're you're in, uh, whether it's a big time touchdown that's going to be on a highlight reel for the rest of time uh or like an injury that you know has to be treated as oh this could be very very devastating for this human this team and this is that how do you balance that is it just a natural thing for you
4: it is and and i've learned through the years pat and and first of all it's a visual medium television you see that it's an issue i mean when you saw parham you knew oh, oh you know that's not good hopefully he's just out for you know a minute he'll be fine he'll walk off the field and we've seen some horrific injuries that the guy will get up and all of a sudden he's going to the, s- the sideline in a minute and a half. You go back to like when Bo Jackson ended his career it was a completely innocuous play where he gets tackled along the sideline in a playoff game at the Coliseum against the Raiders Bengals, it was, it was the uh, the uh, Raiders against the Bengals back in whenever, whatever year it was <laughs> and it looked like nothing and Bo comes off the field and that was the end of his career. So you never know what's happening. You know, I, we did, uh, I did a Green Bay game in my first or second year of Monday Night Football, and Tim Lewis got hurt. And you didn't know what it was. And those were in the days when they would take the guy off the field without a cart. They'd walk him off the field. He might have a – and Lewis wound up having a, um, a career-ending injury. The bottom line is you see it, you know, you, you, and you say, look, you know, you, you're, seeing, you're seeing what the scene is. You don't speculate. You don't. And then you hope that your sideline reporter and the production people are able to get further information. Period. That's it. Where else can you go? And you just say, you know, hey, let's just hope the guy is fine. There's nothing more to say. You're like the...
1: You're the voice, though, for everybody that is feeling the emotion of fear, though, while watching this happen. So I think that is something just being able to be cool through that whole moment, I think, is a big deal for all the viewers. That is like millions and millions. And you always just you do just have this incredibly cool feel like you you, you do. And it's it's a genuine is have you always been just like not too high on the highs, too low on the lows is just as who you are.
4: I think as the years have gone by, I've understood it better. You know, when you start out, I'm young, and I'm, maybe I'm talking a little bit too much, and I am speculating a little bit more, but then you learn. You learn along the way. You want to be right. Nobody, I don't care if you're first. We live in this world of being Being first is a vanity play, period. You heard it here first, who gives a damn? <laughs> to, me, to me, it's just get it right. Get it right. And in situations like that, you don't know. What, the, what it is, you don't know. All you can do is hope. They take them off. They go go to the hospital. You just, you wait for a report. That's all you can do. But, you know, I'll tell you how far we've come in this business. And you know, Bob Trump is great. I, I love him. He, he was fun on the air. Good guy. But he's doing a game in uh, the late 80s. And I'm watching on television. And Reggie Roby is the punter for Miami. And Reggie gets hit. And, and Reggie's laid out. <laughs> and Trump, he said, Oh, that's not arthroscopic. That's major surgery. <laughs> <laughs> right? Roby punted the next week. Oh,
1: okay. Okay. I mean, So, so, so yeah, Roby was he, tough, by the way. The, the, the <laughs> expectation of Reggie <laughs> Roby was four to six weeks. He was out less than six days. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, uh, we're talking to Al Michaels. Al... Legend, does anybody listen to your thoughts or ideas in the NFL for if you want to change things? For instance, this COVID protocol thing right now is... All the rage. Hey, this is the conversation yeah. because there's asymptomatic cases happening, not only in football, but all over the country, I think, at a rapid rate. And we learned of this Omicron uh, variant out of Botswana, then South Africa came in. And it's a fast runner, Al. This, hey, the Omicron, it, this one runs, it spreads quicker than any variant we had heard before. I don't know anything about any of that, but I do know that there's a lot of cases spiking, and some of them, not all of them, are asymptomatic. A lot of NFL players, asymptomatic, testing positive, and these protocols were created when I think we knew less about the current situation we're in, but the NFL PA and the NFL are currently in the middle of negotiation because the NFLPA can't allow the rules to get loosened because the NFLPA wouldn't be standing for health then. It's just, how do you think this goes going forward? Do you think there's any adjustment to this, and how do you you keep yourself out of this somehow? How do you keep yourself safe through it all well, when it feels inevitable? Uh, I,
4: I didn't go to med school, so I I stay out of that part of it. I mean <laughs> you and I are we're in the same boat there. <laughs> yeah. But I, I think the league is beginning to change. I, I think you're beginning to see now, I think from what happened and I saw you know Rappaport's uh, uh thing on your on your show a couple of days ago where well, you do they were they're, and they're trying to get to the point where maybe if enough guys are asymptomatic Right. And then don't have any you know uh, uh, problems with testing after testing positive. There maybe has to be a different protocol. I don't know. Again, this is up to the, the medical people, but it seems to me, Pat, that it's moving in, in that direction. Instead of saying, oh, no, you're, you're done, you're finished, you're over, goodbye for 10 days. Uh, they're getting a little, um, I don't want to say looser, but I think there's a more, more of an understanding of what's happening. And, and if a guy is going to be four, three or four days into it, he's fine. I mean, come on, test them and, and, and maybe put them back in there.
1: I think that's what the common thought is. But you and I both know that the NFL and the NFLPA, whenever they're negotiating, it's like every word, everything. And the NFLPA almost has to stand for the no, we can't like because if it spreads and somebody gets it 20 years from now, it just feels like the rollout post-COVID and uh, – I did walk through a med school one time. Oh, okay. I did a walk through one time, even though we don't know anything. The post COVID thing here is going to be its own. I mean, this is going to be its own story in and of itself, I think. Like, the if we're anywhere near it, by the way, that would be very egregious of me to say that the post COVID thing is it. But that whole process is going to be a thing now, Al. You know, it's going to be a whole thing. The, if the NFL changed the rules, the whole world will change the rules.
4: You know, Al? Well, the NFL, the, you know, the, the rest of the world is looking at the NFL, looking at, you know, other, how other companies are dealing with this, how countries are dealing with this. You know, we don't know where we're going with this. I mean, this just happened in March of, of 2020, and then we thought we were out of the woods and everything's great and everybody's going to have fun. What are we doing back here? What are we doing? And, and this is, we don't know. We, again, this is like speculating about an injury. How do we know where we're going to be? I don't. And how many different things have you read over the past three weeks about? The Omicron virus is this is the worst thing ever. it's seventy five percent is po no, it's not. Now it's this. It's it's I mean, I don't even know anymore. My head oh. is exploding <laughs> with everything. Oh, That's you're why like- I just love being I love being on the show because it's like, you know, this is just a refuge for me.
1: Well, anytime you want to stop by and uh get away a little bit, we would love to have you. Love <laughs> to have you. You're awesome. We're talking to Al Michaels, uh play by play, Sunday night football and so many moments of fifty years mm, unbelievable. <laughs> crushing it by the way, not slowing down. how doing keep it moving go ahead Ty
0: Al when we talk about elite quarterbacks in the league right now we always talk about like their recall like Rogers came on and in the Sunday night game when he threw that touchdown pass to Aaron Jones he remembered you know a, a play that Favre ran in the preseason of 2005 do you have that same type of recall when it comes to games you've done or at this point because you've done so many do, do a lot of the things just kind of get reduced down to like little moments
4: I saw you guys talking about the other day when you had Aaron on there. He is amazing. Is awesome. there are, Peyton Manning was like that, too. Sean McVay is a thousand percent like that. I can remember a lot of stuff. Uh, and for some reason, I got a, a chip in my brain can tie a date into what happened and can explain it and can remember how I saw it with my eyes. And it's in my brain. But, you know, guys, you get so immersed in this. There are times when. My wife, who I've been married to for over fifty years, has to have Congrats. a name and number on the back of her nightgown for me to know who it is. <laughs> 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 My brain is exploding with all this this stuff, but it's it's fun. And for some reason, I'm I'm very you know, it's like when I did the Super Bowl Pittsburgh against Arizona in '08, and uh, Harrison made the interception and ran it back 100. I, I can just I can see it. I can see the whole play because it was such an amazing event, amazing play. That here it is thirteen years later, and I can describe like every step he took.
1: How come? And I don't know if you're the same way. For me, immediately after we get out of a show, I have no idea what we just talked about for the last three hours. But you get me tomorrow, I'll be like, oh, I remember Al Michaels and I talked about like after the game. Do you get into like a zone during the game? That you, for instance, when I would go punt or kick. I wouldn't remember the play at all. I will go out there and then I come to the sideline and I like watch it back. I'm like, okay, sweet. And I think it's because I maybe just stop thinking and just kind of go into it. Do you do that when you call games? And is it difficult afterwards to remember what the hell just happened?
4: What you said is so great right now because I'm immersed in the production and the presentation of the show. And there have been times when I will go back to a hotel and we'll get into an elevator with people and they'll say who won the game and I have to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah seriously because you you're into i'm into the, the production and presentation of the show so i know the game's going on and the game is dramatic and you're excited about it, you know what, what's happening and then all of a sudden you walk out of the booth and you go huh what happened uh, and you, you know you, you don't you don't remember who won you're thinking about the next week whenever we started wow. this
1: whenever we started doing the show like uh daily basis and we we're going to start putting clips out and everything. And we were kind of getting into the rollout of the idea that. Like, all right, we're going to start putting clips out every single day. We got done with the one show and the boys were like, all right, what clips do you want to put out from there? And my first question would be, what are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, Oh, I am not going to be able, I'm not going to be able to do this every single day. I think So literally yeah, yeah. we just put the clips out during the show. And it's like a room. Those clips are almost like just a reminder to me of like, what the fuck happened today? It is, it's wild how the whole brain works out. You know, I I assume you super high IQ guy wonderlick guy I,
4: I wouldn't have a clue <laughs> I mean you know I just, I, I've never taken a test I don't know but you know I'm, I'm probably like a lot of people I can remember a lot of stuff and then other stuff I'm like what what, what, boom, what happened <laughs> so but I've, I've, been, I've been you know it's kind of funny my my brain works like as a continuum where I can see the calendar and I kind of, you know, like 1971, I could feel where I was, 1982, you know. By the way, you get into the 2000s, it's harder. The <laughs> 90s were much easier than the 2000s for some reason. Don't ask me why. What but, were you but, into? You know, what were you, you into, know, into in the 2000s? And, and I think part, part of it with you, Pat, is that it's so, you know you're, you have such a high-energy show. I mean, you're expending a ton of energy, right? And then there's kind of like maybe nothing left at the end when you walk away.
2: It's interesting. I mean,
4: you no, know, you can't. You can't keep that energy level going. And by the way, one other guy I got to bring up to you because I did the Cincinnati Reds in the early seventies. You know, my major league uh, debut in seventy-one. Pete Rose was the the guy who could remember every. There you go. Left-handed, that's right. Peter, switch You got it. Thank yep. <laughs> and, and, and Pete would remember every pitch of the game, every pitch. And I would on the road after the game on the bus. I would sit next to him. Because he would go through every part of the game. And I got, you know, between him and Johnny Bench and Sparky Anderson and Joe Morgan, I got a PhD in baseball. Geef. Without analytics.
1: Hold on, yeah. without <laughs> analytics, that's pre like internet being able to just look everything up at that time as well. You have to have the coolest Rolodex of people, huh? Yeah, at all times? Or is it mostly people reaching out to you all the time?
4: You know, you're on this earth a long period of time, Pat. You know, you, you do meet a lot of people. I live in L.A., so... Yeah, I I, I had my my share of uh, legend. Let's right? oh, put it that way. What can I tell you?
5: And go ahead, Tone. Thank Al, you, Al. Um, Troy Aikman was doing an interview the other day, and it was the, the your name was brought up potentially for Amazon and Thursday Night Football next year and going forward. I don't know if you have any comment on that, but what would it be like at this point of your career? You were with Madden for a long time, now Collinsworth for a long time. What would it be like at this point of your career doing a, doing NFL with another now another color
4: guy? Well, you mentioned Troy. I have the greatest respect for him. I think Troy is is great. I think he's been great for all of those years at Fox. He's terrific. I mean, he's the kind of guy that you know you you could walk into a booth. He's the finished product. And I think at this point in you know in my life and career, I could be a mentor. But I mean, that's a that's a hard thing to do on the fly. You get somebody brand new, and they could know everything about football, but they don't know everything about television, about how it works. And guys who do this for a living, the analysts, I mean, the hardest thing is you're getting into the booth and you're watching the game. You know what's going on in the game. But you're trying to fold in with the producer, with the production truck, with the replay system, the whole thing. That's a completely different animal. And very few guys have been able to step off the field and get there and get to, you know, an A-level grade uh, that quickly. So at this point, you know, I'd love to work with a finished product. Let's put it that way. <laughs> hey,
1: we're not in rebuild mode. We are no. not in rebuild mode. You got Pete Carroll over there. What's going on, Connor? Yeah,
2: Al, I read that you've never knowingly ate a vegetable. Is that real? And what son of a bitch snuck a piece of broccoli onto your plate one time? And how mad were you at him?
4: Not even knowingly, but unknowingly. I've never had a vegetable. Ever. Oh, okay, okay, cool. So, what, what happened was no we were in Baltimore, bitch. speaking of Michelle <laughs> Tafoya, who I love. I mean, she's the best sideline reporter in the history of, of uh, television. So, we're in Baltimore, and it's like a Thursday night, and we're three nights before the game. And um, for whatever reason, when we were all, you know, like four or five vodkas in, and she sneaks some uh, deep fried Brussels sprouts oh. onto a plate. Smart. And I, you know, it's, it was so deep fried, I thought it was like a French fry. <laughs> so I had two bites, and that's the only time I've ever had a vegetable. Period. End of story. How come? What
1: is it? You just never got into it? You
4: said it's not my thing? I was born when my mother and father were 18. So my mother didn't even know who Dr. Spock was at that point, right? <laughs> she had no idea. So, you know, I, didn't, I pushed the vegetables away, and all I got was steak and lamb chops and whatever, whatever meat. And, and fish. Period. That's it to this. And let me tell you something. You don't. I mean, I hear about you need eight helpings of vegetables. What? Get out of town. You don't need <laughs> to this. Is, this is crazy. Hey, we Pro, protein, I, dairy, you know, whatever. And I take. By the way, I take a lot of vitamin C. Another thing I do, which helps, I think.
1: Hey, listen. We didn't go to any med schools. So you're just talking about the research that you have done on yourself and the success <laughs> that that body has had with zero vegetables. Is next level. Good for you. I heard you go hang out at this one spot. Do you have like a routine in your day to day now at this point? Do you golf a lot? What do you. I saw some clips of you golfing.
3: Oh
4: my God. Oh my God. I forgot how
1: awesome that was for Monday Night Manning. Oh, yeah. I
4: know. I know. I told you that was was porn. I told those guys don't don't be playing that stuff. (laughs) Yeah, I know, you know. Uh, somebody took those. I think. I think Billy Bush was involved in this. Oh, that son of a bitch! Billy just- belongs to this club. <laughs> He's the kind of guy that would do this stuff. You know, somebody took somebody had the video, and Billy sent it to the Manning brothers. God. So, uh, you know, uh, hey, you know, <laughs> golf, uh, listen, I won't play golf for at least another hour and a half.
3: Okay.
1: Well, let's get you back to the course. Uh, Good luck next weekend. Enjoy the hell out of your off weekend. And thank you so much for your kindness and watching the show and for this conversation.
4: Love this show. Where is AJ? By the way, the next time AJ is on, I want you to ask him, are those real books behind him or are those props? (laughs)
1: Al, Al, you didn't go to med school, but you're smart. (laughs) You know the answer to that. Ladies and gentlemen, Al Michaels. Now that the world's opening back up, so many new thrills are on the horizon. Okay. And whether you've been in a relationship for years or just getting started, we're excited to get back out there and meet new people. Hell yeah. When the moment comes... Let's not come too quick.
3: Yeah. Oh, <laughs> here we go. I get it.
1: <laughs> that is not what they had in their copy. Okay, they <laughs> should. That was. Oh, I think they're going in a different direction. So let's go back a sentence or two. Okay. Okay. When you when the moment comes. You want to be ready.
3: Hell yeah. That's true. Yeah.
1: With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for erectile dysfunction, Ooh. all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Once you take care of that, though, you get the Roman swipes, and guess what? Huh? Lasts a long time. Biggina,
2: biggina, up! Yeah, it's
1: Pete Alonzo at the All yes. at the Home Run Derby. That's Boom,
2: dingers.
4: downtown. time. Bingo. Hockey, b-
1: her, population U, dude. Hell yeah You know that. Ooh, Look, I know. We have to do this this weekend. I'm coming off a of win. <laughs>
6: <laughs> Big yeah, win. You know, yeah, me too. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you had a great weekend, eh? Yeah, yeah good. we had a win. We, time, we beat the book. Oh this no, weekend. I think you
6: last night we won.
1: We both are 1-0, right? Yeah, we're both 1-0, obviously, going into the weekend. And after last weekend, what we did, I think it would only be right to say ipso facto, we're going to go on and pick everything right this weekend, too. Oh, yeah. 200-some guys and coaches and everything on the COVID (laughs) reserve list. Who knows who's playing where? What quarterback will be available on Sunday? One quarterback that we don't know if he's available right now, Baker Mayfield, allegedly with maybe a new protocol, if he's asymptomatic and can produce a negative test, one out of five tests that he's allowed to take daily if he is asymptomatic and one of them is negative, uh, you find a negative one, you can come back the next day, allegedly. That is a conversation that is being had by the NFL and the NFLPA. If you're asymptomatic and vaccinated um, and you can produce a negative test, you don't have to produce two with a 24-hour period in between it. You produce a negative, you're back tomorrow. So that changes a lot of things with the Browns games obviously and because Stefanski involved in that thing. That's going to go all the way across Waddle, you name it. Big time superstar players around all over the league who could play could not play it's a big question mark but i assume if anybody could get this right it's you aj hawk huh?
6: yeah. let's do it hey when we do when we call up the games, though, we need to figure out who's playing quarterback and how many players are out for each team at least as of right now okay so raiders browns uh the many just tested out right yeah they have 11 starters out now i believe mm-hmm.
1: but could they be back with the new negative test?
5: They'd have to get And it. there's stra- heavy reports on the internet right now that they are heavily considering moving that game to Monday.
1: Which, by the way, we got a text from our sources that said they were thinking about boarding the plane over there in the Raiders department. They were told not to do it. Then they were told, no, we are boarding the plane. Then... They're saying they're still getting on the okay. on the bus for the game, which might get moved from Saturday to Monday, in which, you know, Baker and a lot of people were lobbying for. J.C. Treder, the head president of the NFLPA, is on that squad. 11 starters out, a lot of them asymptomatic. How will that adjust and change? You know, like how this goes forward with the protocols, with the vaccinated people not getting tested if they're asymptomatic. How many people will get tested? Some people in the NFLPA want more testing and more tightening uh, up of the the mask and the test and the social distancing and the no lunch and all that, like no lunch together. So there is still two very different ways of viewing this Omicron variant that's running rampant. With what I'm saying, AJ, is if we're to talk about every player that's potentially out in every game, they, we don't have enough fucking time. We, we, we're going to have do- to Yeah,
6: I just mean if there's if their starting quarterback is out and for some reason we need to know.
1: Okay, so three and a half Raiders at Browns, 4.30 on Saturday. Baker Mayfield currently at. Chubb currently in. Uh, Derek Carr playing. I think Waller out. In- uh, he's been day to Case Keenum's
2: out since last week. Yeah,
6: Case Keenum out for the Brownies.
2: Yeah, yeah Nick also- Mullins right now is their yeah. quarterback.
0: Hey, uh- Nick
6: Mullins, he put it together in San Fran for a little bit. He's Iowa.
0: No, that's uh, CJ Beathard who was in San Francisco. <laughs> oh, <okay. as> well. <laughs> never mind.
6: <laughs> never mind. Uh, who do you got? I got the Browns plus three and a half. Me too. Chubb uh, still running or not?
5: Yes. Raining about. Yeah, Raining close to 20 mile an hour winds is the forecast. Two oh, starting all night. Out for the Browns? Three, uh, right. three,
2: three now? Whew. Why Big ones, too.
1: You said it moved to two and a half now?
2: Yeah, I just checked right now. Uh, right now, live, two and a
5: half. Hmm. Uh, just changed because right. I just looked at it. Yeah, yeah, take the Raiders, man. Does that mean they know something? Waller's coming back? probably
2: playing.
1: All right, I'll take. Wallace playing?
2: I mean, he was day-to-day last week and he missed the game. So is Josh a- Jacobs playing? Uh, I think so, yeah.
1: He's got nine kids with eight different um Josh Jacobs? I think so, yeah. He he's going to be playing football forever.
2: Holy Josh shit! Josh
1: Jacobs is—he's gonna be. I, I'm on his team. I, I'll take the Raiders. <laughs> okay, here
2: we <laughs> go. Oh, I'll yeah.
1: take the Raiders. I will take the <laughs> Raiders in that one. He's gonna. I learned that. That was last week. I think they said that during the game. I think I'm not so sure. That might not be right. That's know.
2: also the story they messed up with Najee Harris saying that he slept on his floor at Alabama. Oh yeah, that yeah, was actually right. So Josh what I just Jacobs. said maybe
1: not real, but I still feel like I like Josh Jacobs. Let's go to uh, Patriots Colts. Colts favored by 2.5 mm. at home against a, it seems like both teams somehow healthy, missing the
6: Omicron variant. Uh, AJ, your thoughts? It is pretty amazing how they have kind of stayed away from Omicron, but I like the Patriots at plus 2.5, and, and I know I've every time I pick against the Colts, I lose, but... I, I feel pretty good about the Patriots right now.
1: All right, give it to Colts minus two and a half. What are we even doing? Adam Vinatieri's yeah. hitting that anvil up there. It's going to be going crazy. Why? Uh, let's go. Washington Eagles. Uh, Washington getting 12 and a half. They at uh, 10, 10 and a half 10, now. 10. They have Shermer's kid, Kyle Shermer, playing quarterback for them at the Washington football
6: team. I like uh, Sirianni and the Eagles here. What, minus 10 it is now? Yeah, 10 and a half. Okay, yeah, I'll take Eagles. All right, Eagles minus ten and a half for me as well. Panthers
1: at the Bills. Bills minus 11 and a half. Panthers, I don't think we know anything. I don't think we have a clue. They, Sam Darnold's back. PJ's back. Cam's back. No offensive coordinator. They're
5: having COVID issues too. They, are, they separated Cam and um, what's his name? PJ yeah. mm-hmm. Walker, so that they are not in meeting rooms together at all, so that they can't get COVID. I thought
6: everybody's doing that a lot, aren't they? All having no. to eat separate and wear masks all the time. I think that? so. Some
1: tightening the rules, but I feel like if this non, if this vaccinated asymptomatic COVID negative test thing comes into, be, I, I wonder. I wonder how that will have a ripple effect throughout the NFL. But, yeah, I think everybody is not around everybody. There's multiple planes, I think, going to every single game. I think there is wow. there's a lot of shit going on. I, uh, bills, Josh Allen, is he playing? Is the foot okay? Yeah, yeah he's yeah, playing. He's All right, give me, um, give me the
6: Bills. Is that you, like to, did you say 10 and a half now? No, uh, no 11 and a half. Uh, I get, yeah, I'll take the Bills, 11 and a half. All
1: right, Jets, Dolphins. Dolphins waddles out. Who else? There's uh, other question marks around the Dolphins? Uh, he's muted. Hold on a second.
5: Their running backs are back now. They're good. It's just Waddle.
6: AJ. Waddle's pretty good, but I like the Dolphins minus nine and a half.
1: I mean, it's down there in that humidity too. Mm-hmm. Late in the season. Way yeah. team on the. Jets stink. The sunny sideline. Oh yeah. Yeah, give me the fins. All right, Cowboys, Giants, boys minus 10.5, Giants plus 10.5. This comes the same week that Mara has reportedly said that he thinks he has found his Bill Belichick in Joe Judge. He is all in on Joe Judge for the future. The Joe Judge era is here, alive and well, says the ownership of the Giants. 10.5 point dogs at home to division rival
6: Dallas Cowboys. This is the Bill Belichick for the new york giants i like i like dak and the cowboys here dak is pissed off he's got a chip on his shoulder everyone's counting him out so i like i look for him to have a big night and i think the the cowboys defense continues to roll all right sweet
5: give me the giants plus plus ten and a half let's go yeah. Titans.
1: steelers uh titans minus one traveling to
6: pittsburgh Ton. what's going on this game anything
5: no we're good pretty much pretty much uh, covid wise there's nothing in this game
6: hey, aj I think this is a revenge game for Vraves. the Titans, at minus one because a lot of people don't even know. Raves was on the Steelers yes. for like four years. Oh, really?
1: I didn't know that. I didn't know if Vrabes had a big, oh, the yeah. joke uh, up got <laughs> Lights down here right. on Southside. south side. Why? Uh, give me the Steelers plus one. I think every time I watch the Steelers, I go, I can't believe we thought this team was going to stink. Every time I yeah. watch them. Yep. Every time I watch them, I'm like, they, have, they, have a, they are star-studded, that team. Yeah. There's a lot of studs on that when, team.
0: When Ben's playing well, too, that offense can still go. I like
1: the Steelers. Even though I like the Titans as well, and I love Rabes, and the fact that he was roaming around the south side potentially at one point oh, as an Ohioan. But
0: pre-return
5: game. Oh, six.
1: no. He was a stud for the Steelers there for a while. Let's go to Texans-Jags. Jaguars have no head coach. Uh, the Texans have Bill Burr punter. Texans getting plus five. Jags, five-point favorites at home. This hasn't happened
6: in forever. And the line got bigger once Urban got yes. booted out, so I'm taking the Jags at minus five. Me too. Give me the Jags minus nine and a half, minus <laughs> 13 and a half.
1: No, I'm joking. Minus five for sure. Cardinals traveling to Detroit. Cardinals have, is this a bounce back game and the Lions have to face the buzzsaw that is Kyler Murray after the Rams loss? Or is McDC who has not lost the locker room going into week 15, being 0-whatever-and-1 or 1-whatever-and-1? Uh, or I
6: apologize. Do they keep it with in 12 and a half. That's a lot of points. That's a ton of points and, and uh Hopkins is out, but I still like the Cardinals minus 12 and a half. Don't do it. Don't do
1: it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Mainly because
6: Chuck just killed the Lions yesterday. That gave me the confidence yeah. to pick the Cardinals. Here. Oh, oh yeah. Right. Hawkinson
1: off of the season. DeAndre oh. Swift still not practicing. Oh, give me the Cardinals. Yeah. let go Falcons Niners. Uh, Falcons getting nine and a half, traveling over to Santa Clara. That's a long flight for the Birds, who are still in playoff contention,
6: by the way. They are. I like the uh, the Falcons here at uh, plus nine and a half. This feels too simple for
1: us to take them at plus nine and a half, right? I don't know.
0: Yeah. Is anything simple or cut and dry with the NFL? Elijah right Mitchell probably back for the Niners this week.
6: Yeah, they're hitting their stride. Kittle's been.
2: Yeah,
1: but just last yeah. week they weren't. Yeah, Remember right. last week he threw like two picks or whatever? True. The they let gym. the Bengals come back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Still won. Still won on the road. In overtime. This is at home. It's always the Falcons. <laughs> Yeah, it is, because we never know, because Artie Smith is down there doing whatever. They do RD this sh-
2: every week. It
1: is. It's always a problem, and it's a big fucking lie. I mean, yeah. nine and a half is a lot. Cordero Patterson, he's gonna. He's playing every position. Yeah.
2: Shanahan coach, Matt Ryan, probably has some sort of inkling uh, on what he stinks at. All right, give me the Niners, like, dude. Uh a yeah. <laughs> uh, Bengals, Broncos. Uh, Bengals, plus two and a half. Broncos, minus two and a half.
1: Joe Burrow. Plus two and a half all day. No conversation to be had with me there. Packers, Ravens. Packers minus five and a half going into Baltimore. Lamar Jackson.
5: Has not practiced yet this
6: Probably not going to play. It's
1: at six and a half now, probably because of that. Minus six and a half for the Packers. Probably not going to play. Lamar Jackson not in.
6: So is that the that's the latest that he's not going to play? I know he didn't
1: practice
0: today, but he's He hasn't practiced in
1: the book, just moved it from minus five and a half to minus six and a half. Arbo
0: said he's got a chance, but and I know either Rappaport or Pelicero said that Tyler Huntley, like, is in line to start this game. Yeah,
1: give me the Packers, right? I mean we're not what are we,
6: we're not talking yeah. too much?
1: Yeah, anymore. I'll take the Packers. I mean Huntley
0: can play though. He really can, but I still like the Packers.
1: I agree. I think they love Huntley too over there. I think the boys rally for Huntley. I think he is very much appreciated within that organization. I think they're a good squad, but the Packers are in a run right now to go to the fucking Champion – or Super Bowl. Dude, what are we even thinking about? Seahawks-Rams. Seahawks plus four going into L.A. L.A. gets a big win on prime time. Is that why this spread is what it is, you think, they not?
5: They have um, – I think they have like 20 people on the 25. 25 yeah, you got the, the most. The Rams do? The Rams have mm-hmm. the most. Bob got
2: Miller. Cooper Cup. I believe he's one that's not on the go yeah, What about Matthew some. Stafford? He'd but, I mean, they're going to take 15 tests between now and the game, though. Yeah, there's a chance
1: a negative – or a positive is going to sure. come.
2: Uh, for everybody. Let's go uh, lock it also on the COVID list for the Seahawks on the other side.
1: Oh, no. Mm-hmm. I was just about to lock in. Old, uh, <laughs> that's right. I wanted to throw that out there. Both teams. AJ, your thoughts on this
6: one? Rams minus four. Do it. <laughs>
1: that
2: mallet finger, man. I know. Yeah. He's fully healed. Stafford's still playing. Well, Taysom Hill didn't take
5: any days off.
2: The Rams could have 40 guys out and they'd still have better teams. So the Rams have the 25,
5: lines. football team is 21, and the Browns have 20. That's the. Jeez.
6: Okay.
1: Give me the Seahawks plus
6: four. <laughs> hey, one of us is going to do pretty good.
5: This weekend is fucked.
6: I might have the worst weekend I've ever had in my entire life.
1: <laughs>
5: I mean, or
2: I will.
1: Like, there hasn't been a single choice I've made here where I'm like pumped about it, you know, other than the Colts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the Packers. Colts Packers and Packers. I feel six hard.
2: of these games you guys are on opposite
5: sides.
1: That's a lot. Mm-hmm. That's a big, that's a big number shift that could potentially happen. Oh no, Monday's gonna be tough for somebody. Let's go Saints. Uh Bucks on Sunday night football. Mike Tariko will be on the call alongside Chris Collinsworth on NBC. Ten and a half points going to the Saints as they travel over to Tampa Bay and take on Tom Brady and the boys. I
6: mean, this, this is so many points for the Saints team whose defense can be very, very good, but I will take the Bucks minus ten and a half.
1: All right, it's eleven and a half now.
6: I'll take him at ten and a half. No, <laughs> no, no. No, no, it's eleven and a half. All right, give it to me. I'll take it.
5: Man. Sean Payton's out i give me the, the Bucs. Yeah, so he, he got
1: the best got defense, Oh, uh, give me the bucks minus. You got That's a lot of points, though, against that Saints defense, is what yeah. I'm saying. That Saints defense is very, very good. Taysom Hill accidentally drives for, I don't know, eight, nine minutes down the field one time. 11 and a half is a lot of fucking points. The Saints
0: always play the Bucks well, too. Or at least they have, you know. Yeah, everybody Brady's got beat a lot, right? Yeah. Yeah,
2: last year he lost both of them. Until
0: the All playoffs. right,
1: give me, the, uh, give me the Saints plus 11 and a half. Jeez, Louise! Let's get to a break. I just missed. <laughs> I not I, I, I do not feel good about anything that just happened there. Who's going to pick the Super Booster this weekend? Oh, yeah, Gumpy is, by the way. Here we go, oh, Gumpy. We go. Gumpy's picking the Sunday Super Boost, all right? So we got to get that thing going. All right, Gump.
5: We ride again, my friend. <laughs>
3: Let's
0: go. Hell
1: yeah. When the storms look a little gloomy and the uh, COVID's hitting strong, the Super Boost flies, flies to together. together. When protocols are getting weak, or protocols are getting strong, and no names are playing in very important positions, the Superboost flies, flies together. When week 15 says, I'm gonna be an absolute roll of the dice, the Canadian sensation picks up the saddle and saddles the Superboost horse and says, the, the Superboost flies Together.
3: together
1: joining us now is a stud in green bay running back electrifying out of the backfield makes great catches on a regular basis as a running back can juke jive and jock anybody in the nfl ladies and gentlemen aaron jones yeah. Hey, what's up dude What's up? What's up? How y'all doing? Hey, I can't thank you enough for joining us on this beautiful feel good Friday. I know you have a big weekend ahead of you. Has life changed at all in the building day to day because this new COVID stuff? Is it all heightened? Is it back to like last year now?
7: Yeah, back, I- is is back to last year. Just like you said, doesn't matter if you're vaccinated, unvaccinated. <laughs> uh, you can't do anything. Can't you can't visit your family if they come to the hotel? Well, they can't even come to the hotel away games uh just back to lockdown pretty much
1: and you guys obviously have to understand that every other team is going through the same thing and I assume that's LaFleur's message like hey we we have something special here we can't let this fuck us up at all
7: uh yes sir uh our thing around here is embrace the suck you know it sucks (laughs) it sucks what we got to deal with but um to host that trophy up at the end of the year that's what that's what we got to do so you uh you do what's required and you just, you know, you just got to go about it the right way, and so you don't get any money taken away from you.
6: <laughs> hey, I know they said you said they, uh, you, your, your family can't come to the hotel and visit. Do they try to have any restrictions on you once you leave the facility throughout the week? Like what you do when you're outside of Lambeau?
7: Uh, yes, sir. They definitely do. Uh, they said no, uh, no more than a group of three of a gathering, like teammates. Um you can't we can't have our dinners anymore like you know the O-line used to go to dinner your position meeting dinners can't do those uh you can't go to concerts bars Hey is this recent
1: Aaron is this all recently implemented like within the last week or two isn't it because the do you get explained why or they just tell you, you can't do it
7: Uh this was implemented today oh. <laughs> um, for us yes sir What um, was it a memo a, a a whole meeting what was it was there it was in our t- a part of our team meeting and uh, just took like probably like four or five minutes to go over everything we couldn't and couldn't do. Just pretty much telling us that is it's back to how it was last year. Got to wear your mask throughout the facility, on the bus, uh, on the airplane, uh, just pretty much at all times. You got to have your tracker. Uh, if, you, if your tracker going off, they'll and they they see that you've been there for longer. I think the episode of a close contact is seven minutes. Um, and if you're a close contact and you've been there longer than seven minutes, then they'll start seeing why you were there longer and whole interview process. But I don't know. I'm a little confused because uh, there was no such thing as close. If you're if you were vaccinated, it was no such thing as like a close contact. But, Aaron, we're all confused. Like, Aaron, know, Aaron uh, the whole
6: world's confused. Did uh, did, uh, did A Rod get up and leave that meeting in the middle? of it? <laughs> No, he didn't. Okay, good. He's growing up. Yeah, good for him, man. Really,
3: good for
1: him really going through it. Uh, I wonder if Aaron's trying to get Dr. Joe Rogan in there to speak to the boys, too, you know, on the other side. You know. um, uh, <laughs> let's talk about your team, though. It, it, obviously, so much bullshit off the field, and, and that's just not in the NFL, by the way. That's in life now with the way COVID is, and I think rolling out of the COVID era is going to be just as difficult. Not just as difficult, but it's going to be tough, I think, in the rollout of the... COVID air, although it seems like you guys are just right back into the middle of it, which is, is that how it's going to be for air- Yeah. See that? I just, ah, that scares uh, me. I hope not. Yeah. I hope not. Hey. I heard what you were about to say. I hope not. Yeah,
7: yeah. I'm not <laughs> going to say it. I'm not going to say
1: it. I'm not going to say it. But uh, Aaron, December football right now, and you guys are playing great. What do you think it is? What Do you think you guys are just gelling at the right time? Does it feel like last year? Does it feel better than last year? I know it's a tough, tough thing to say.
7: Uh, I definitely feel like we're gelling at the right time uh still feel like we haven't put together a full complete game so when we do it's gonna be scary but uh i, I like the direction that we' that we're going in and uh you you could feel it like we have that feel that we had last year but but uh more confident we know what we got to do and uh, we know we need to handle business
0: Go ahead, Ty. Aaron a couple of weeks ago when you got hurt the the camera went on to you after you came out of the tent. And you were kind of emotional, almost like you thought it might have been like a season-ending knee injury, and then, you know, you come back and it looks like you haven't missed a step. You look great against the Bears on Sunday. How is your knee uh, feeling, and did you – when it first happened, did you think like, oh, shit, my season's over?
7: Uh, so I knew what it was right when it happened, and I've had that injury before. But uh, after a while sitting in the tent, I'm like, hold on, maybe it might be something else because it was, it was hurting at the time really bad. and um Just got got emotional. you know, you know, you put in all that hard work, uh, just for something like that to happen is you never want, you never want that to happen. So, uh, your emotions definitely get tied up in it. But, uh, I'm, I'm glad I was able to come back up off, come off of that and, uh, continue to play at a high level. And my, my knees feeling good. So we're going to continue to, uh, make plays and try to get in that end zone.
6: Hell yeah. Well, yeah, you didn't skip a beat. You look you look great out there, but with uh, AJ Dillon in, in there as well, you guys are a good 1-2 punch. He's a big power dude. You seem to be able to do it all. Do you like that? Do you like having kind of different style of running backs in there with you?
7: Uh, yes sir, I do. I, I think it keeps defenses guessing. Um, and AJ, he can catch the ball out of the backfield too, so I mean, you can really I guess you can't really get to me. You can't really get a beat cuz they have him do the same things that they have me doing, and I'll do some of the same things that he's doing. Um, so I definitely do love playing with AJ, and uh, I think he's going to be great for years to come, and I'm excited I get to keep working with him and teach him everything that I know.
1: Hey, you have to say that answer, but like legitimately, you would give a different one if you didn't like him as a human. Was that a process that you were kind of worried about there early, maybe? like Because you just came onto the scene in a big way. I mean, massive way. Five tuds against Dallas. Yep. It was like, holy hell, here we go. Uh, you're going into a contract year. They draft A.J. Dillon. You do your thing. You end up getting paid. Is there any? Was there any anxiety at all about like uh, another of them, maybe the front office? And I'm not saying anything about Green Bay. It's all across the NFL. But worrying about maybe moving on and the person maybe being a douche. And are you happy that A.J. and you have a great relationship?
7: Um, Kind of a little bit. You know, that always goes to the back of your head. Like, are they bringing this guy in? Uh... To like replace me my contracts up soon uh, uh Jamal me and Jamal had the same thought like you know, but uh once we got to know AJ he, got, he came in, we got to know him he was down to earth very humble and uh just wanted to wanted to learn he wanted to be a sponge and learn from us and take everything that we had 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 uh, and I, I think that's that really showed us a lot about him and that he was hungry, he wanted it, and he wants to be here so um it, he just became like our little brother. That's all. Huge quads, dude. That's- well, mm. shit. Excuse, excuse my language. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say. I can't say. Little brother, he's bigger than me. Right. Hey, by the way, if you're
1: going to go to hell, you just swore right there. Did you say shit right there? Oh, my. Unbelievable. Hey, AJ's got huge quads. Always has. He's been a very fucking hard runner for a long time. Uh-huh. Somebody set him up. When AJ Dillon was 11 years old, he was set up by this man That's as right. a 19-year-old. Uh-huh. Connor, your question for Aaron Jones? I had cigarettes in
2: my girdle. But uh, Aaron, <laughs> Rogers has been saying this for a while, and maybe you can also pitch in. Is it going to take like a car or a golf Card to get David Bakhtiari back on the field, or uh, is he just taking it easy to the playoffs?
7: I, I hope it's him taking it easy to the playoffs because uh, uh, I'm not getting Bakhtiari no car. Uh, <laughs> 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 he, hey, he, he, he make more money than me. He got enough to afford <laughs> one. <from the playoffs. laughs> but no, uh, I, I can't wait to get him back. You know, he's one of our one of our leaders. He uh, he gets those guys going up front, and we know what we have in him. So. Uh, whenever box ready come back hey we waiting big man hey there's a lot of guys
1: there's a lot of guys that are potentially going to be coming back here late in the season is that something you guys know and talk about like we have an entire free agent class almost coming back from in like three weeks you know you guys are almost having like another free agency period like two three weeks when everybody comes back and these are big time players like these aren't just like uh, role players coming in you got some superstars coming back you guys talk about that in the building is that something you guys know too like hey we got to get to when we're getting more help coming through
7: uh yes sir definitely you know we talk about it a little bit here and there uh just knowing that we we take it one week at a time we'll be able to get these guys back we handle business each week um it'll set set it up so we can get these guys back our some of our starters some of our key players leaders we can get them back down the stretch when it's you know super important and for that playoff run and uh you know they're they're big key pieces like you said and uh, they're going to do nothing but help this football team. So, uh, can't wait to have them back out there. And how long
6: did it take you to feel comfortable in that offense there? And, and more importantly, to get comfortable with the cadence that A Rod has. We talked to him about it. It's very unique to where you're not worried about false starting every play because I, I don't know how anyone doesn't do that. And that's why, obviously, the defense have such a tough time. <laughs> but did it take a little while to get used to that?
7: It definitely took a little while to get used to that. I remember, uh, I think it was my rookie year, we were in a Saturday walkthrough and. And I jumped two times in a row. And the first time I jumped, like, uh, McCarthy comes up and he's like, hey, if you j- like, kind of walk off and walk out, act like you're getting lined up at receiver and then get set. Like
6: Randall did. Like, Randall
7: did. It. Yeah, like, like in kinda, the end zone. Like, he did that. Yeah, like, Randall did. And so the, the second time I jump and I'm like, oh, S-H-I-T. And I oh. didn't go. I, I didn't move out there. I didn't move. I just kind of stopped, like, with a dead look on my face, like, dang. And. McCarthy just goes. I'll oh, get him out of here. Get out. Of here. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, like his, his cadence is definitely something you definitely got to get used to because if not, he'll make you jump. Like if you if and if you don't know the cadence, watch the ball. Um, that's the most important thing. But it's a definitely a weapon. Uh, and I, I love I love when he uses it. Uh, you know, c- he catch twelve on the field or. Get, uh, we'll get free plays with guys jumping off sides.
1: Well, and it also, they can't, like, pin their ears back. They have to, like, wait and be hesitant. I assume the offensive line is thankful for that, as is he for them and you for them.
7: As, as, as am I, because when he does that, it makes it so much easier for me in protection. Like, you know who you kind of know who's coming when he holds the cadence or they, they'll show the blitz and... So that makes my job and the offensive line's job so much easier.
1: Let's talk about, like, your. Uh, were you a wide receiver at any point? Have you always been a running back? Do you just put an immense amount of time on the jugs? Have you always had great hands? You make some spectac- spectacular catches. And oh, if, yeah. you, if you if weren't a running back, people would be like, hey, this is maybe, like, the best hands for a wide receiver out here. But since you're a running back, it's just like, oh, and this guy can catch. It's like, <laughs> Some of these catches are fucking absurd. Have you always been like that? Did you have to work on it?
7: Uh, definitely had to work on it. Uh, and then in, in high school, probably in uh, my tenth grade year when I got moved up to varsity, they uh, put me in the slot. I played slot for that whole year, slot receiver. So I think that gave me a little, a little um, receiverness, and uh, it helped my game in the long run. And then uh, my junior year, they moved me back to running back. So, uh, but I, I would still kind of do a little bit of both uh so i I think it just it just helped me in the long run but uh, I hadn't always been able to catch uh my dad said when I was younger I couldn't catch until about seventh grade. That's when I started being able to catch and then like you said, I got a jugs machine in the backyard. Me and my dad used to go out there. now it's me and my brother uh we just go out there and work catch balls uh as many times a day as we can uh you know and try to catch them at every angle. You never know how the ball's gonna come out. That's awesome.
6: Do you have any update on uh, Lamar Jackson' his status for this weekend? You got any inside <laughs> info for us? Like, how's he feel? Is he playing or not?
7: Um, I hope he's out, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> we hope he's I okay. Hope, I, hope, hope he's I hope he's yeah. That's what I was gonna say. I hope he's okay, but I hope he's not playing against us. Uh, that that'd be great. Uh, but I know that their other quarterback, Tyler Huntley, he got some wheels too.
1: Yeah. All right, well, good luck this weekend. Make sure you're not standing near anybody for seven minutes. You know, have that shot clock in your head. Like, <laughs> hey, you know, I got to get the hell out of the way here. Uh, and good luck the rest of the way, man. We appreciate the hell out of you.
7: Oh, yes, yeah, sir. You got to show me those guns one
1: time. Come on, Aaron. I mean, what are we doing? Why are you all, are you scared <laughs> over there? Oh, you oh, Oh, yeah, oh, you, oh, 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 Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh.
3: Oh. Oh.
1: Right. I love it. I love it. Look at the vascularity, <laughs> by the way. Oh, my God. Ladies and gentlemen. Red, you're going to
6: be pissed you stretched your sweatshirt out. Yeah, I know. Got to get a new one down there, dude.
1: Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Aaron Jones. Thank you. Yeah,
6: Aaron.
1: Gentlemen, Bill Burr is yeah. here. Yeah. Hey. How
8: great does Pat?
3: Oh, <laughs> he looks,
8: doesn't he look amazing? That wasn't what He's it was for. He's just sitting there complimenting me, right left. I'm like, all right, it was getting uncomfortable. No, I, I genuinely like, oh, mean it. I genuinely that's, that's, mean that's it. That's what that was for. All yeah, right. I know you
1: had a great show in Indy last night. Uh, a lot of our friends were there, posting clips, they were stealing your stuff and putting it on the internet. They said, "Oh, it was I awesome. love when that happens.
8: <laughs> that's great." And then they play it on a news fucking channel, and then they get you get canceled. <laughs> No, How that could happens. you say something like this? It's like, I didn't say it on the news. <laughs> Why
1: don't you come down to the comedy club and read the news and see how that goes? <laughs> see if you still have a job. How, how, many, uh, how many shows into, uh, are you on a full tour right now, I believe? No, I mean, I don't really even think comedians tour. Like musicians tour.
8: Like they like have like a post office box and they just leave. Like, if you talk to musicians, they'll be like, you know, a pair of pants, two t-shirts, and then they go around the world, <laughs> and they come back like 18 months later. Well, comedians, we do weekends, you know, maybe back-to-back or whatever. Worst case scenario, when I was younger, I would do three in a row. And even then, that was just, just was not productive. So, because uh, you have to live life, I guess. So, um, I'm just doing a weekend here. Um, That's
1: it. Do you travel? Commercial travel? You yeah. you fly private? No, private's stupid. It's not. It's so stupid. <laughs> oh, we're not getting into this right now. No, we're getting it's not right now. It is Why so are you stupid. what are you talking about? It's dude? so stupid. Well, well you live in LA and the planes go everywhere, I guess that's cool.
8: No, no, like like how I it's so much fucking money. Yeah. It's terrible for the environment. Oh, <laughs> oh, <come laughs> on. It I, just is. I know I feel terrible about the it environment. It is, but I will tell you, but it's just like, how do you make any money? Then they always say the dumb shit go like, oh, you just build it into the deal. It's like, yeah, but that's my money. That's extra money that could be yeah, my money. And you could only write off a first class ticket. You can't write off a private jet. You can write off like twenty five hundred bucks. They're like, look, if your dumbass wants to pay twenty grand to go to
1: Albuquerque, that's on you. <laughs> no, you <laughs> gotta get the plane, then you rent the plane. But when you're in like uh let's say a place like Indianapolis, you know, if I wanted to get to Pittsburgh for say, uh, it would be a ten hour trip. I would be flying to Detroit, layover in Detroit. Okay, I got I, I, then
8: I, flying, I You know I what I mean? That, yeah. But also when I she... fly private when my wife comes. Smart.
3: <laughs> smart. <laughs>
8: How often, Does she go to a lot of your shows? No, she only goes to the fun cities. She's smart. She's there to support me when I go to New York and Vegas, Miami. I'm going to be there for you. I know you get lonely, but for some reason, you know, I come out to Indianapolis. She's just like, oh, oh you'll be come?
5: fine.
8: Oh, you'll be fine. You're desolate downtown with the 90 War Memorial. Whoa. <laughs> Oh, oh, dude. I mean, we—I went through all of U.S. history, <laughs> World War. Memorial, then Vietnam. Done. First of all, the World War Memorial is like ridiculous. That's like the Rocky Stairs going up there. Is that how you stay so wonderful looking with your shoulders? <laughs> Thank you so much. And I was the wondering. Be- the with best those... shoulders
1: in podcast. Hey, with those ASICs. No, AJ Hawk does it. Wait till you see this son of a bitch. But those ASICs, did you run them? Did you get a little workout in? Is that a thing?
8: Uh, no, I've been fighting off a cold. Well, I got a cold, so I've just been sort of fighting it off. Yeah. How do you
1: know? Did, did, did you huh? get a little fear about Omicron though immediately upon the cold ski uh, popping up? What, what's Omicron? Oh, oh, man. Oh, man. You, if you oh, on are here. you on the internet? We got to get on the internet oh, if you want to get freaked out. Omnicron, dude. It is the biggest, baddest ooze of the COVID mm-hmm. trend. It runs the fastest. It, I only know this because 200 players are currently on the COVID list for the NFL right now. So like right. uh, the Browns, basically a whole team. Yep, they're out. Yep. Another team completely Rams. out. And a lot of them are asymptomatic. So this Omnicron is a strand that is COVID that runs fast, but I guess it doesn't hit as hard. But everybody's testing positive for it That's taking the test. So I guess... Oh. It's-
8: well, no, I got tested on Sunday. I was doing something and they tested me. I didn't have it.
1: So in L.A., I when I went into the... Uh, that was the first place I had to show my vaccination card. I'd go for, uh, right. to do SmackDown and everything like that. feels like it's pretty... Like everybody just kind of does their own shit, but everybody's mass, and then the vax thing kind of happens like that. Out here, it's not like that. It's like people are just...
8: Yeah, I mean, everybody's doing whatever they want to do. It's just, I just find it weird that people decided now to become patriotic. It's like they've been listening to our phone calls and reading our emails. They took us off the gold standard. I mean, trillions of dollars gets transferred to the rich every fucking year, right? And it's just like, vaccination! Yeah, it's time to bring out your fucking pipe and your drum. It's just like, it's
1: a little late, don't you think? So do you you feel as if, uh, like the crowds are any different when you speak to them? Do you talk about any of the, re- like, the like is COVID, I assume, a big conversation around the comic world right now? Is that a no, big part of your because it's No,
8: because it's been around long enough that it's just sort of regular now. So it's just like it is what it is, and everybody's going to tour how they want to tour. And that's it. And, you know, people are going to have temper tantrums and act like a bunch of babies on both sides of it. And I don't give a shit. <laughs> I don't care. Is that what you think? You think it's a reset? You think they're trying to kill all of us? Okay. You know? All right. Great. So don't take it. I don't care. Just all I care is that you stop fucking talking about it cuz I don't want I don't I don't Okay. I have been doing a bit in my act, though, when people claim that they haven't cured anything since fucking uh, polio. That's hilarious. So, you do to dive me.
1: into it a little bit. Yeah, yeah,
8: that is hilarious to me. It's like, dude, they can take your heart out of your body, put a fake one in it, and you don't die. They couldn't do that when I was a kid. They- uh, HPV, you know, yeah. they knocked that fucking thing
1: out. Hey, that thing came in real strong. And when we were yeah, in college, uh, it was a massive. That was the thing.
8: Yeah, and they got a vaccine for it. now. I think if you, you already have it, you can't get rid of it. But like, they have like a vaccine for it. So. Any
1: give and take. Uh, I, I assume everywhere you go, you're Bill Fucking Burr. they are all your people that are coming. Is there any like guests or fa- uh, friends that get in any of the shows as of late that get pissed off at you for anything during your shows? Is that happening? What do anymore? you mean? Oh, so, do people get upset? You know, um, like hecklers. Hecklers don't happen to Bill Burr anymore, right? Never.
8: No, they do. But what it is usually. Somebody gets brought to the show like, oh, you got to see this guy. And then they come out and they don't like what I say. And, uh, you know, that's always happened. But now they can go on the Internet and then all these these pseudo news sites, they just jump on that shit because they're trying to get banner ad stuff like they don't care about any anything that's happening to anybody other than just getting a story that's going to get people to go to their page so they can make money. So. Um, I don't pay attention to any of it. And any time it's ever f- happened to me where I, I start getting into some sort of, you know, little eddy of bullshit, I just don't pay attention to it. And Three days later, it's gone. Do you stay isolated from the
1: world somehow? Absolutely. I don't left. watch
8: the news. Somebody did a joke about the vice president. I think about the president. And I didn't get it. And I had to think about it. <laughs> and that kind of scared me. And I was like, all right, I got to like, I got to pay at least, a pay bit. a little bit. Yeah. No, but people who watch CNN and Fox all day are fucking insane people. Because all all their, those two channels, their job is just to scare you and divide America. That's all they do, and just sit there, blame. They sound like divorcees, you know what I mean? Just blaming their spouse, you know, talking shit about them, so I don't know. I I stay away from, like, uh, I can't watch either one of those news channels without getting infuriated. Just the fact that they act like they're their news
1: so legitimately from us we thought after we talked to you and we got a chance uh, for you to come on the show you know and you you had a glow about you that day
8: oh, you, oh yeah you had a glow you look Shied good on there you, really, you yeah. look really good uh-huh. this is where my childhood pops up
1: like alright what are they setting me up for
3: <laughs> You mean? No, just, no, no. I'm on your side I'm on your positive. side I was
1: complimenting you earlier and you're like oh fuck off dude I'll compliment <laughs> you I guess I was being serious there but whenever you you came on our show we were trying to figure out what happened when you took those headphones off and then you just turn around did he literally just go alright I'm going, uh, fuck everybody. And just, <laughs> do you just go into a, an isolated world for like the next, like that, we honestly ask that question. Like what is Bill Burr, because you're never, you don't do the online, obviously. You don't dive in there. You don't really dive into semantics much. It feels like you live though, because you have so much to talk about all the time. Right. How do you keep yourself isolated? Like, would you really just turn everything off and say, see you fuck everybody? Yeah. <laughs> How? <laughs> is it not difficult right no, now? No, it's fun.
8: It's fun. Just, it just chills you out. You just turn it off and it's just fun. And then you run into people, you know, who are watching all of this stuff and they show up, their eyebrows are up <laughs> and it's like, oh yeah, that's why I stopped watching. Okay. <laughs> it looks like it's pretty nice out to me. I just like, uh, no, I, I have a, uh, you know, I got my two little kids, so they keep me super busy and, uh, you know, they dominate the TV so, like, I always go, it's daddy, I want to watch, it's daddy TV time. They're like, no, we want to watch, you know, Puppy Dog Pals and stuff. So, I miss a lot of the games now because of that. <laughs> but, um, yeah, but I don't, you know, CNN and Fox is never run in my house unless somebody's, it's like come over and they, they put it on.
1: All right, smart. It's very smart. Joining us now, it's, it's a shame you miss a lot of games because we think, we're actually trying to think for you, uh, which Obviously, we can never do. We are too dumb. But we figured if we put some brains together, we could get there. You said you like to schedule your shows in cities around events or whatever. Colts yeah. Pats this week. Oh, I know on, that was right? just dumb luck. But they're playing when I have a show. Yeah, we thought you scheduled it because of that. And then I when know. it got moved to Saturday, you are like, "Of course, because <laughs> you're going to be doing." Oh,
8: did it get moved to Saturday? It, yeah.
1: it was supposed to be Sunday. Yeah, there was the first weekend of Saturday games, but they didn't know which game was going to go over there. That was oh. the you know, that was moved
8: over. So yeah. they have the flex schedule like college mm-hmm. though. Oh, That's yeah. smart. Yeah, it is. Well, that's good, so they don't get stuck with the bad game. Ah, what are you going to do? I've still yet, that's one of the few uh, stadiums I've never been to, Lucas Oilfield. I went to the, uh, the old one, the RCA Dome. Loud. Yeah, where... Uh Peyton Manning. So, yeah, that's what they say. Lucas Oilfield, uh, the house that Peyton built.
1: Yeah, and there's a statue of him literally right up front. It's a big-ass statue. I think, I couldn't believe he couldn't see it when all those war memorials. Uh, joining us now <laughs> in an attic in Ohio. He's right next to the obelisk. <laughs> uh, A.J. Hawk, out <laughs> of AJ. A.J. A.J. So, AJ's, uh you'll be able to listen. We made some ad- uh, uh, advancements in the studio here today for this. Okay. Because we knew that A.J.'s massive fan of yours, he was going to ask questions. Wanted to make sure, he, yeah, right here, though. Hey, look, we did this. Realized, we built this. Oh, A.J.,
8: okay. Look at this. We oh, oh this. there we
1: go. Yeah, yeah he's right there. Okay. Uh,
8: A.J., great to see you, dude. I remember A.J. from the last time I called in. Yeah, and then you you buried these guys. <laughs> Maybe that's why I was glowing, because I didn't have to look at you the
6: whole time. <laughs> 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 Jeez <laughs> Louise. <laughs> A.J., what's going on, dude? Not much. I, I tell you what, I've been on here watching. I, I agree with a lot of Bill's Sentiments talking about like people freaking out. If you just don't pay attention to it, I think you'll be all right.
5: Yeah.
8: Yeah. I mean,
6: Why worry? Well, you know, if if the vaccine
8: is to take a whole bunch of us out, I don't have a problem with that. Oh, (laughs) shit. Hold on. Hold on. That reminds me. I don't have a problem
1: with that. You told a joke. in the herd. Hold on. Yeah. You told a joke. You'd be able to go through the bridge with no traffic one time. What? You got to suppress the feelings of guilt for uh, bad for somebody that you didn't know dying. You told this at night of too many stars to a crowd of people that are the most like, hey, we love the world people. You went out there? No,
8: they weren't. Those were super rich fucking fuck the world, people, that pretend. <laughs> they were spending like hundreds of thousands of dollars on like fucking autographed Bruce Springsteen guitars that night. They had like money. That was a super rich thing. So that set, if you're talking about the same one, is when I did the uh, the Steve Jobs Oh yeah. bit, I got halfway into it. I was like, wait, some of these people probably knew that guy. <laughs> <laughs> probably isn't the right crowd to be doing that in front of, but it was fun. It was fun.
1: You love those moments? Because that was also the plumber. I believe that was the... Uh... The plumber joke as well that that's one of my uh, Yeah,
8: I don't remember. No,
1: oh, that one's a good one. But the uh, that evening, those things, do you enjoy those moments whenever you know that whoever you're in front of is not necessarily either knows you or a fan of yours or what you're saying is absolutely eating them up inside. Do you enjoy that type yeah. of thing? Yeah, you have
8: yeah. Yeah. That's like you kicking a field goal nah. in the opposing stadium and everybody just files out with their heads down. It's just a great feeling. <laughs> Walk off. Yeah, the walk off field goal. You lose your bet. Your team loses. Go fuck yourself. There's no Santa Claus and you just walk out. It's just awesome.
6: Hey, Dave, what was it like doing the Chappelle show? I know I pivot quick, but I, that's one of my favorite things when you were on there. Like, what, Did you know in the moment that this thing is like a, this is going to be a lasting thing for a long time? Well, the fact that you called me Dave, <laughs> yeah, I think it definitely. Yeah. yeah. Um, hey, you should have you
1: seen prick. his sense of like, was, as soon as he heard Dave, his whole body just got so comfortable. He was like, okay, <laughs> fuck this guy. No, I wasn't. I watched <laughs> it happen. It was awesome, dude. Oh.
8: I thought he was talking about somebody here in studios. Like, I don't remember hearing a Dave. Uh, <laughs> did I know that? No, you know, when I figured that out, I was doing a gig. uh... Bonnaroo, there's a music festival in Nashville, big music festival, Bonnaroo, and they had like this comedy tent, which was hilarious. It was this air-conditioned tent. So all these people that were high on drugs, freaking out, sweating, would just go in to try and, you know, get their faculties together. And we were up there doing stand-up to a bunch of junkies, right? <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so, who the hell was playing? Um, there's a drummer, Brain, who I'm a big fan of, and he was playing with like, Uh, this guy from Parliament or something was this mashup, this really cool band so I went to go see them that night because you got these passes so the lights went down um, before they came out and then I just heard this this random guy when the lights went down this guy way out in the crowd he just went, what? and then I heard somebody (laughs) else over here goes, yeah! Uh and then somebody else went,
3: okay!
8: (laughs) and I got chills I was like, holy shit People are watching this show. And it was right after that, I remember talking to a comedian. He was doing a college gig. Uh, I think Wednesday night was when the Chappelle show used to air on uh, Comedy Central. And he was doing the show. And he was halfway through the show. And like half the crowd just filed out. And he was trying to figure out what he did wrong. They were all leaving to go watch the Chappelle show. And it was just like, you know. The thing is, like, those kinds of moments I don't think happen anymore because... People can just record it and watch it whenever you want. You know, um, like, I mean, I can't even to this day say like, what happens at the end of Breaking Bad because uh, people are just like, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler <laughs> alert. It's like, dude, it ended 10 years ago.
1: <laughs> I could tell you the end. I couldn't tell you leading up to it. I get, it's hard for me to get into shows. That's why I think a lot of the shows that you do, the shows that uh, Chappelle made, obviously, are fascinating because it's like quick, funny, awesome, storylines keep going. And the business side of this all... It's right. very interesting because with platforms and more streaming platforms, the Netflix deal with you guys, you and Chappelle was like massive, monumental almost for, I think a lot of people's business sense and the future of comedy and everything. How is it now knowing that there are so many outlets that you could potentially get your, cause what don't, don't comedians. That's what they want to do. do Stand up. They want to create their own shows. That's what kind of what standups want to do. Now there's just like, it feels like a platform for everybody in the comedy world. Is it good or bad? You think?
8: Uh, well, no, it gave, gave you a lot of power and that type of stuff, and I think... Uh, I feel like this is like the testifying microphone. It's so far <laughs> away. Do I sit <laughs> up or I sit back? Uh, see, we I knew decline. we should have
1: got you a little bit higher. chair. We we're trying I, to figure I, out which I, chair I to put you in I declined to there. answer that question. <laughs> um,
8: I think... Uh, yeah, no, it can, it can be like... It can be good. It's like anything. It's good and bad. You can, like... Sometimes, like, I'll see, like, younger comics putting stuff out. Um and you know i just think i think maybe i'm in the old school thing it's like you know i understand trying to make a name for yourself but you, this is going to be out there forever you know like i'm i don't want my shit from the first 8 years you know me putting out like at my first half hour or something like that so i think that's maybe that's just my like my own issue but i think it's, it's also great that uh the kids coming up today don't have to wait for you know somebody to say okay i've decided that you're gonna make it you know what i mean like uh, there was a lot of that when i was growing up uh in this business and i remember this guy uh oh jesus i did this uh i did a showcase at the comedy store and this is when comedy was in like a lull right so I was living in New York and it was to you know, one of these big cable channels to do a half hour special. I was like, fuck, this is what I need. Here we go. Because this is before streaming, even Comedy Central, I don't think was was maybe just starting to do half hours, but I, I didn't get one from them. So I flew all the way out there on my own dime, put myself up, and I went up and I was first on the showcase and there was literally five people in the crowd. I still remember there was two people here. <laughs> And then there was this black dude with two white chicks, and he was talking to them the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> so I go up there, and, you know, I'm eating it. So I just keep making fun of how, many, how few people are there, and that's sort of the laugh that keeps me going to get to the next one. So then when I get off stage, the guy who was running the showcase, he just walks up to me, and he's, he's like pacing in the back hall. He goes, nine times, <laughs> nine times in a, in a 12-minute set. You bring up how few people are here. <laughs> I mean, you keep saying that stuff. After a while, they're thinking, well, what am I doing here? <laughs> and I'm just looking at this guy. I remember he just said, no, no don't worry. You know, you're still in the running. And blah, 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 blah. I just wish I would be like, dude, I'm not waiting for you with your fucking magic wand to tap me on the head. I'm going to get where the fuck I'm going to get yeah. either way. Like, I, I just wish I could go back in time and be like, hey, asshole, I just dropped like a thousand bucks to come out here for your fucking showcase and you didn't even put the thing together. There's five fucking people here. You did zero work. You should be apologizing to me. Go fuck yourself. But I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. You were a professional I, at the time. Right? I was a professional because doing that, okay, that guy had all the power. So his version of the story is going to go around Hollywood, not mine. Uh, yeah. Not mine. Yeah. So he would walk around like, I said, good set? He told me to go fuck
3: myself. <laughs> <laughs> this guy was- this guy's impossible to work with.
8: This guy is, yeah, this guy's difficult to work with. So I had, I know two guys. <laughs> I know two guys that when they felt go fuck yourself, always said it. Two guys, yeah, and it hurt him. Yeah. yeah, and I used to tell him, it's like, dude, you realize that that fucking jerk off's, that guy with the sweater tied around his fucking
1: neck. <laughs> his version of the story is going around. Oh, uh, yeah. This could be my problem, by the way. I yeah. do a lot of that because I, I, the, uh, the anointing of people is a real thing. And I think it's uh, obviously happening in the entertainment world. I think it happens in the music world as well. I think there's a lot of that that goes on and it's kind of getting exposed. In the sports media world, it happens. I mean, there's people that are the gatekeepers Hey, these are the people that get on. These are the people that uh, right. uh, don't get on. You have to kind of do
8: these this. These are so- the people
1: that never get an offensive foul. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: exactly. These, these are the the people that yep. they look at somebody, get a foul, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So we've, right. uh, AJ and I have had to uh, not do it as impressively as you, but it is nice to whenever you can dunk on those people now, hindsight though, you know, like that's a fucking good feeling. I enjoy it. You know that.
8: what I find? I find by the time you get to that moment, you forget why you're even upset. If, if you're doing it right, I think. But if you're really holding on to it, Get you know someday I'm, I'm going to come
1: it. back and I'm going I'm to tell this I still want to buy front office sports like that. that is, what was <laughs> yeah. that, yeah. that, that, 10 months ago uh-huh. I got into it with this little account on uh, Twitter. And I guess they are a very important account, but they released something about I've never heard of them. Well, see, I'm... Me how important yeah. are they? Well, Bill, you're not on internet. I, I, I bet they
8: think they're important. Uh-huh.
3: <laughs> they are, but they, we
1: got into it a little bit with one of the writers. I did, and I what's s- their name? I, uh, front office sports. Front office sports. Yeah, Do you
8: realize how important we are?
1: <laughs> that, that should be their slogan. <laughs> they are by the way they are they're very important but at the time i thought to myself "Oh, i'm gonna buy this company like i actually thought to myself now we're in a position to do so and you know what i have let go i mean we just buried them a little bit more but i'm not gonna go ahead and do that so maybe i'm growing up because of you bill you yeah. know what i mean
8: no because then they actually win because now you're gonna buy something you didn't want to buy you're gonna buy it out of spite yeah just so you can call that guy in the office yeah watch him squirm mm-hmm. no 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 I don't give him hope no. Give him hope that no. he's not going to get fired.
1: No, no, no. He'll know. It'll be, it'll, it'll be a part of the announcement. It'll be a part of the announcement. Say, so, hey, last time you were coming on here, you taught, you, you're you doing five shows in Indianapolis. Yep. And I actually said, why aren't you doing arenas? Everybody's doing arenas. And then literally, I think the next night I was watching James uh, Corden. Yep. Corbin, you were sitting yep. on a couch. It was uh, incredible watching you, I think, experience the double couch Thing. yeah that was fun it was awesome yeah you did yeah that was, and I was great. with
8: glenn from uh always sunny we did a we did oh. a, a really funny pilot that didn't get picked up years ago yeah
1: yeah i heard the story sounded like it would have been great um you announced an arena tour
8: yeah what sorry
3: <laughs> yeah, but you
1: told me it was impossible basically you're like ah it's a lot of this it's a lot of that then you know? i'm happy that i was like you should be selling i assume you're going to sell at arenas everywhere Bill, like right well, around I the
8: world you know. at this
2: point right yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. it's yeah. one of those,
8: it, <laughs> yeah. I'm doing a few, and then I'm also still doing the, uh, the other ones and stuff. So, you know, there's a lot of finances involved. You know, you have to rent the arena. That's
1: what you said you last time. You know what time. I mean?
8: Yeah, so then, you know, I don't want to pass that on to the fans and fuck them over and be charging them like I'm Barbara Streisand. <laughs> so, yeah, you, you don't know, I don't want to get into all the numbers, but yeah, you can kind of make more money doing five shows in Indianapolis a lot of times than playing Lucas Oilfield.
1: Oh, is it because... Well, that, you got to rent the place. And then the work. Yeah you, have, then to then pay you, got you have
8: all the security guys and all the fucking people making the, uh, the jalapeno poppers. It
1: adds up. <laughs> and the lights and everything like that. Yeah. But at this point, if you could go... You could sell out the garden. You'd be able to sell, I mean, you'd be able to sell out everywhere. There has to be some profit to be found somewhere. No, no,
8: no, there, there is. It's, it's, it's once again, it's the flying private thing it's like you can yeah you can afford to do it but like I just every time I fly I'm just like this is a year's tuition for one of my kids (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't just tough it out on United I'm still sitting up in the front of the plane My only one is Delta. Delta, you know, they're a great airline, but those fucking assholes, the fact that they board first class and diamond medallion at the same time, and you paid for a first class ticket and you're like 40th in line, all these sky whores in front of you. (laughs) And then the reason why you're buying a first class ticket is so you can walk on like a human being and sit in a fucking chair that fits a human being and there's an overhead compartment space. By the time I got in there, I felt like I was flying coach again. Delta is the fucking worst with that shit. They're all about like, yeah, they're all about their whores. They are. They don't care. They don't care about first class people. They don't go like, hey, this guy, you know, out of his own pocket. Because I don't do the sky miles. You don't have time. I just I'm not I'm not chasing that stupid carrot. Do I have status with you? You're gonna send me a pair of slippers during the holiday? Yeah. Just fucking get me there and don't crash. Yeah. That's it. And if I can sit up front, I feel like you know that. Or back in the day, when you sat, you know, the exit row, the poor man's first mm. class. Oh, That was right? oh, those legs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yep. And then some fatty would kind of give you a guilty look, you know, as you was walking by, hoping oh, you give up the chair. <laughs> it depended on your mood or how long the flight was.
1: Uh huh. <laughs> All right, sweetheart. Go ahead. I'll, I'll be a gentleman
6: gentleman yeah. yeah you be a
1: gentleman you are by the way chivalry is not dead thank you bill i mean that is very nice of you um i assume delta is going to change everything they do now because no, they're they're better. nobody complains about the planes <laughs> and it always changes you know plane airlines have everybody buy the balls completely and they know it and we're all fucked yep. unless you pay a tuition a flight go ahead aj
6: bill what about your helicopter flying you still doing that yes yes i am you I am. fly yourself oh, you
8: ever fly yourself to gigs around california um yeah i've done that i've done that uh you know i always go with an instructor on stuff like that because it, um when we leave the gig it's going to be night you know and uh you know that's that's a whole other ball game that i'm not really comfortable with you know
1: do you want to fly like be a pilot full-time is that something in the future would you get into flying planes and shit as well or no
8: well i probably just ruined my opportunities at delta
3: <laughs> 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 i don't think you want to work there. I don't think you work no. There.
1: Um,
8: no, it's just something that I really uh, I, I got into, and I just find it really like fascinating. And uh, dude, I go on YouTube and I watch. What sucks about aviation is you learn through other people's mistakes, and usually the mistakes cost them their lives. So they have like these all of these videos of people, uh, you know, of, of like they really like this this one website or YouTube channel where they just like break down what people do. And I'm actually really happy that I fly uh, a helicopter. Because those guys with, like, the Cessnas and stuff, you know, they get their instrument rating, and then they get out there, and they check the weather, and it's old information, and then they get into stuff, and they start seeing a little rhyme ice on the thing. They start freaking out. They're not current with their instrument stuff, and then they get into the clouds, and they're looking out rather than at their
1: instruments, and it's
8: just, it's fun. I
1: sit there watching it like. You get any sketchy stitches uh, Uh, in your helicopter? There had to be a couple, right? I feel like that just comes with the territory of helicopters. You're nothing too crazy. I mean. <laughs> they scare me. I helicopters cry. scare oh, yeah. me, oh, yeah. man. They, they scare well, me. Well, if
8: you understood them a little more, because they scared me too. But if, you know, the first time you're in one and that thing starts spinning, it's like, all right, I'm basically in a guillotine. <laughs> <laughs> if I sit up a little straight, I'm going to fucking, I'm going to die here. But they're, um, you know. I've had a lot of great instructors and they all tell me flying is as safe as you are. So if you want to be a jerk off and not do like pre-flight and not look at the weather and uh, just get up there and just start flying around, you can actually do that for a long time, you know, but then
1: it's going to catch up. It, it comes something when it happens. Comes.
8: Yeah, something happens. So, uh, yeah. So I always like, yeah, my shit is if like, you know, I like 10 miles visibility. If it's anything less than that, I just don't go.
1: And you just follow roads? You just follow roads? Is that how you get to places or do you just?
8: Um, Well, the technology now is incredible that they have in there where, you know, you can just tap a direct button and it'll just have like this magenta line for you to follow you just have to like you know know what airspace you're in, know who you're supposed to be talking to, make sure you have oh, clearance. You, know you come
1: through with a niner. I'm assuming somebody's like, is that fucking Bill Burr? <laughs> <laughs> <Is that, laughs> your voice, obviously, very distinctive. But AJ wants to be a pilot. We're thinking about he, he likes the planes, though. Isn't that right? AJ?
8: I, you know, I kind of wish I did planes because uh, the what's great about a helicopter is the maneuverability and you can kind of land it anywhere, but you give up all of this speed where you know just because of the d- the design of it and the, the whole mechanics of it but like an airplane like you know um you know if i was to fly from vegas i mean from la to vegas i mean but i'd have to stop and refuel i'd get there i mean i'm getting out like fucking you know charles Lindbergh, like
3: <laughs> <laughs>
8: fucking scarf on and shit you know right but like those guys can get there these little planes like how long does it take you to get to vegas they're like you know like 50 minutes 55 minutes like, fuck. And then they also, because they, you know, they, the altitude they fly at too, like they can fly over all these airspaces where helicopters, you fly at a lower altitude because those guys are faster. We just try to stay away from each other. But then you're just talking to every fucking person yeah, yeah. the whole gotta way out in. there. You gotta yeah. And you got to change your frequencies and all that. So it is, you know, it's, but I will say, you know, it is cool to be flying and then the person next to you is like, ah, fuck, I got to take a leak. Can you just kind of find a spot? Set it down. Any field. Well, no, but you got to make sure you're not landing, you got know. It. If there's an emergency, yes, you can land anywhere, but you can't just, like, land in somebody's yard. Man, that's awesome. Be like, what?
1: I got my license. <laughs> can I sit without your living, you know, with the, you know, I'm not flying private and, you know, I'm doing five theaters in Indiana and F is for family mm-hmm. of course, and for fun and for finances. You just got a helipad at the house?
8: The helipad at the house? No, I wish I did, though. That would be amazing. Because that was the reason why I learned how to fly. I was in a conspiracy theory, and I was just reading about the dollar and just how there was nothing really behind it. And I go, well, someday that's going to, you know, that Ponzi scheme's going to go down, and then, like, everyone's going to freak out. How do I get out of L.A.? I can't get out of L.A. now when everybody believes in it. It still takes forever. So up and out was the easiest thing. So that was your get out. Yeah, well, that's what I I was thinking about, and then I just sort of got into helicopters. (laughs) I just stumbled into it. I don't know what happened. All of a sudden... You, you know,
1: mentioned this earlier, by the way, because you mentioned the, they took us off the gold standard, so you've been thinking about this for a long time. I mean, you said that earlier in a reference. That yeah, is. since
8: I was like four years old when they did it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I used to... <laughs> I
1: used to wander around in my
8: pajamas just thinking
0: about it. What's the deal?
1: Go ahead,
0: Ty. Uh, Pat mentioned F is for family. I'm just curious, like I know like you created that. Like how much different is I, that?
8: With Mike Price. With Mike Price from shout the out, shout, shout out, shout out, shout out, Mike Price. Out, Mike Price how, shout there you go.
0: how much different is that creative process than like, you know, acting or getting ready for like a comedy show? Because obviously you have to do all the voiceovers and Actually,
8: everything. uh doing a voiceover a cartoon made my really helped out my acting. Really? Yeah, because I was terrible in the beginning. Like you know, usually I, I just learned from watching all like the pros that I was working with. We had like you know some you know Debbie Derryberry and people like that who just had a whole career in it. And I would just watch like every line they would do it three different ways. And I used to joke I was like that guy on the critic, you know, up and Adam, up and uh, up and Adam. <laughs> so it was all like this, just louder, but I wouldn't change it or anything. So I kind of learned through. um you know, making different choices and stuff like that. And then the next time I had like an acting gig, um, all of a sudden, each take I could give the, like the director some different options and stuff. And that was when all of a sudden I started to work. So that was one of the uh, the greatest things that I got out of it. It really helped like my acting. And then I lucked out and got on, you know, a bunch of really cool stuff. I still don't get how that happened, but hey, I did. Because you
1: got a good
3: mustache. No. Hey, oh yeah! Hey, wow. What was that? The, seven, nine. Nine. Oh, yeah, Genius dude. Seven. <laughs> that, that fucking
1: mustache, <laughs> dude, was so good. Are you are you, yeah. you do improv much? I don't know if that is that a thing you enjoy, and are the movies you do all improv?
8: I never was in like an improv or a, a sketch group or anything like that, but uh, I, I I I enjoy doing that. But as far as like screwing around, like yeah, like last night, you know, I'm, I'm you know I, I tape something. Of me doing stand-up, so I'm trying to put that together, make it look like a special and everything. Whoa, whoa,
1: whoa, whoa. Is this breaking news? When's this yeah, happening?
8: I don't know. Because I don't know if I'm going to put it out or not. You know, it's just okay. something... Potentially. Yeah, I, I performed at this great place and I wanted to document it because you never know if you're ever going to get to come back. So um, so now I'm trying to like write a bunch of new shit. So last night I went on stage and the whole goal was like, how long can I go and entertain these people before I actually get into my act? And I was able to do like, you know these ideas that I've been messing with in L.A. and I was able to do like 20, 25 minutes. Oh, so here we now, go, we're close. Yeah, so now I'm thinking like, all right, if I really push myself over the next couple of months, you know, I can have the pizza dough sort of spinning a little <laughs> bit. We'll see, we'll see, we'll see what happens. But it's, it's, uh, it's like a, it's a really like a, a fun process. And I appreciate that you guys, uh, you know, are noticing a change in me because I've been trying to work on my anger and stuff and not be... uh so difficult to be around. Hmm. Yeah. Oh,
1: because normally you'd be a nightmare in here, or what?
8: Well, I no, I I would be. Uh, I don't know, just my vibe, my vibe in general. I was one of those guys. People were always saying, "You all right? Is everything okay?" <laughs> the kids. Help and I that? would just be like, "Yeah, what? what? I'm just
1: fucking sitting. Get off my fucking <laughs> back, dude." Yeah, yeah.
8: So I was, yeah, I was wound. I was wound pretty tight.
1: Has that helped or a hurt comedy?
8: Um, you know, it's a, it's a good momentum thing. But there was nights, you know, I would be done doing stand-up and, like, I would be back at the comedy condo and just be thinking, like, was that even stand-up or was I just up there yelling at people? <laughs> like, <laughs> what, what was I doing? Um, yeah, that was the thing back then when I was really, um, you know, everything was coming to a head. Like, the shit that I was writing, I had to be in a good mood for it to work or it really only appealed to, like, you know, assholes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh but if I would be in a little bit of a bad mood, like it just it it really just changed the whole tone, and uh yeah, and you know, you smoked with, up huh no i I mean I did, but i I, I took mushrooms last uh last awesome. February for the first time. Awesome. Yeah, and I got what I needed out of. It. I've been stone sober ever since.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, you found a spot. You went to a spot and man, made I had, a I had, yourself. you know,
8: I had a bad trip, but it was a good trip because I kind of figured out who I was. I figured everything out. It's an amazing, my experience. It's an amazing drug. Yeah, I. agree. So I think maybe that's something that I would do. Like if I was ever to do it again, I would try to do like. uh some like therapy type of thing because there's, there's a documentary that in Israel they're starting to use it for like PTSD and stuff for like people and they had like three examples one woman got kidnapped another person there was a terrorist attack like a bus blew up and they were one of the first people to get there and saw all the yeah. carnage just horrible stuff and um, another person got molested and they were <clears throat> using like low levels of I don't know it was like mushrooms and like uh, um, um Whatever, whatever, what is MDMA, LSD? yeah, yeah, it's just mm-hmm. that really low level shit. Listen, Michael just watch the documentary, stuff, right? I'm in way over my head. No, 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 no. Yeah.
1: But mushrooms have you guys eat. are like,
8: oh, this, yeah, yeah, that yeah. drug, yeah. acid, yeah. yeah. People well, at home are like, well, I can't afford therapy, I'm gonna try that.
1: I, I got the recipe, <laughs> We're
8: I'm, not I'm doctors. good
1: in the kitchen. <laughs> right, we are not doctors, but this is just personal uh, research that has been done for me as well. Mushrooms got me to a place in my brain where I was able to make a decision in a much better fashion, I think, personally, in college. It's just unbelievable. I don't recommend yeah. it for everybody because I had friends, obviously, that disappear into the woods whenever they would go on a bad trip or whatever so i think you have to be in the right state of mind whenever you go No, i just went
8: in the bedroom and i laid down yeah it was a profound sense of loneliness and not feeling loved i had to (laughs) i had to figure figure
1: out what the fuck that was (laughs) i wish i want to let you know uh, i wish i would have been there
6: i wish i would have been there i think we would have been able to help go ahead aj hey we, we talked about king of staten island pete davidson is this dude going out with every like hollywood starlet did you know that this was his path I don't think anybody
8: did. I mean, it's amazing. I am. Uh, I am very happy for him in his social life. He's, <laughs> I saw somebody like was trying to trash him, going like, it, "What is saying? Like, uh, what the? How did they ru- word it? I can't remember." It's like he's just getting passed around. It's like, no, he isn't. <laughs> he's he's tearing through Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> Try to make him feel bad for hooking up with some of the most beautiful women in the world. I am a huge fan of him as a comedian, as an actor, as a person, and his dating
1: life. It's amazing. I know nothing about him other than Saturday Night Live.
8: Uh, I'll tell you this about him. All right. He got that movie and so many days. He could have got shot out and gone home early and he made sure every, every, every other actor got shot out of it first. And dude, I can't even tell you how tired you are, just mentally drained after 14 hours of just sit, sitting around is worse than just working. I don't know what it is for me anyway. So, and he, he would always stay there at the end. He took care of everybody. And like the last day, um, you know, we were rapping on the movie. Uh, he got like, like cigar rollers to come down. And it was just the best. And all the, all the, you know, the actors that were playing firefighters, some of them were real firefighters. So everybody smoked cigars. And we just hung out and had like the, uh, we just had the best time. That's awesome. I can't, dinner, I can't say way. enough nice things about him. He's a great, great guy.
1: Hey, shut up. Yeah. There shut you, up go. you should have
8: him on here.
1: Uh, we are he'll, too he'll give small. you some dating advice.
8: We are, too, <laughs>
1: yeah. we are too small for Pete Davidson. That dude is, hey, him, MGK, mm-hmm. and the boys. They're way, he's the guy right uh, now.
8: I gotta start watching Two's MGK.
1: Oh, uh, have a little respect for Pete's friend, dude. Jeez. Uh, Machine Gun Kelly. He's oh, okay.
8: I know who that is. Him and no, 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 Par- Saying it like a 12 year old. MGK.
1: Dude, listen, you, don't Kells, bro. Bro, <laughs> you don't get Kells, bro. You don't get Kells, bro. You don't get him. I bought
8: the last album. Which one? The one that the guy from Blink 182.
1: Oh, Travis. Did. Yeah, Travis. Yeah, uh-huh. I'm a fan of his. Oh, Is that your uh, type of music? You said Parliament earlier, I think, in an answer.
8: I kind of like everything. And I also kind of like my big thing now is I just like going back to times in my life when i was still alive and there was these amazing bands that i missed so like a great guy to follow uh quest love yeah you know if you're as white as me you know if you follow a guy like quest love he'll turn you on to music you didn't even know it's like that was out when i was in fifth grade how the fuck did i miss this and uh there's another guy uh fernando rosa bass i think and it's just this guy he does bass covers Having the best time and he plays to all of this like funk stuff and disco stuff from like the late 70s, early eighties. And then, you know, he'll, you know, do a couple of white songs that I know, but like I've downloaded more shit off of those two people. It's the um You're enjoying
1: your life a lot more, huh, right now? You're enjoying life a lot?
5: Yeah. Is that all right? Good
1: for you. Okay, Bill. Bill, we're happy for you, man.
5: Do you play the drums? I read you play the drums. Yeah, yes,
8: I do. I do. I just noticed you back there. (laughs) I feel like I'm in some redneck people's court right now.
6: Are you winning or losing? <laughs> he,
1: uh, he hosts a gambling show every uh-huh. single day. He's up no. there. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, don't, I don't see that at all. So sorry to interrupt, but I want to let you know that if you're not gambling with Fanduel, you're wrong. millions of dollars to their users fanduel sportsbook is the best sportsbook going for a lot of reasons most of them what i just said uh we are very thankful for our partnership with fanduel obviously there are so many different ways to win there's more things to bet on their boosts seem to always hit which is just fucking themselves over time and time again uh we love the hell out of fanduel sportsbook and you will too if you haven't used it yet use it nah also there's fantasy on there daily fantasy and free to play games where you can win money shout out to FanDuel shout out to you let's get back to the show and sitting with the Colts helmet right in front of him on the desk uh, Bill Burr obviously iconic yep. comedian the next, and, the next Patriots victim yep oh that's what you had in there stacked up for their next in line AJ huh? Hawk too. I knew. Down. I knew
8: you passively aggressively stuck that there to no. see if I would slap it off the table <laughs>
3: no.
1: the old me
8: would have done that See? I, I, I don't know. I just accept the fact that they're in the league, and then when we beat them on Saturday, they'll weigh our cleats. i oh, find some bitch-ass way to <laughs> figure out why they lost. Uh-huh. All
3: right.
1: Complain about the game. It's the new regime, new wow. era. All right, it's new. Same owner, dude. Uh, hey, you... Jim Mercy, by the way, you'd love that man if you had Jim Mercy. Yeah, no. Yeah, you would. No. no. You'd love him. That guy has no man card. All right. All right. AJ uh, Clark <laughs> is here, two over. Uh, I have some breaking news from my uh, sources. Here we go. Okay. As of five minutes ago, my sources are telling me that the Raiders squad was. The To get on a. Bu- Bingo. On a bus in 45 minutes. So that would have been 40 minutes from now, five minutes ago I was told this. Uh, They still haven't been told whether or not they're getting onto the bus. And there is a conversation that the game could potentially move to Monday. Now, update. They are getting on (laughs) bus. Game back on. So I guess there is actual conversations happening behind closed doors, whether or not the Raiders and Browns game will have to be moved because it's a Saturday game. Everybody on the Browns is COVID positive, and that game? Did they have like from, a keg party or something? I, I think like what Omicron, dude. I think it's the Omicron. It's going to happen to every I team. think it's
8: the deep state, man. <laughs>
6: <laughs> yes, let's get into that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> AJ, they're they're going to have to change the protocols. Right? I love Bill that. Gates.
6: I love that
8: revelation.
5: Bill Gates. Oh, he yeah. just There's out the a name. deep
8: state. Oh, jeez! You just come to the party? You figured that one out? Let me guess. The president doesn't really make the decisions. No.
5: No.
3: What? He's
1: just a figurehead for me to get mad at. Is that what you're talking about? You think the deep state is uh, potentially changing the game of Raiders Browns to Monday or what? What do you
8: think it is? Oh on. I'll tell you what I think,
5: man. <laughs> you big
1: enough for Illuminati?
8: I just know. Oh, jeez. I just know. You know, it, nothing surprises me, and I don't care. I like that I'm a pawn and yeah. that they'll decide whether I get to live or not. I don't mind having my hands off the wheel. ahead, you drive it. I don't give a fuck. I'm enjoying what they're letting me enjoy. Yeah, I don't care. Hey, after death,
1: what happens, Bill?
8: What happens after death? I don't know. Um, I have no idea. But I know there's nothing that's mad at me.
1: That's good. It's just nice. so
8: stupid because he created everything. Or she. She, well, definitely a she, because God doesn't take responsibility for his own actions.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
8: um, <laughs> <laughs> what? Well, you, <set> <laughs> you set me up. You uh, set me up. No, I, I just don't understand. Like, like, yeah. If you just watch nature videos, you can't believe in a God that cares.
6: Okay.
8: You know what I mean? I watched this one, one time this fucking baboon or a little monkey, there was a baby gazelle, and they go after him if they can get him. And they fucking, he got it away from the mother, and the mother can't get rid of the thing, and he just fucking just ripped the thing and just started eating the thing alive as it was screaming in agony. <laughs> and I'm just like, this is, you made something that did that? Or like rabbits? Like their whole fucking purpose is just to be eaten. They have no fucking defense, just fucking hopping around. <laughs> just complete jerk-offs, right? Just, and then they just like, their only survival is if we fuck so much. We can can stay out in front. Like, they're literally designed
1: to keep everybody else alive by being eaten alive. So you think there's some flaws, potentially, in the entire... No,
8: I just think that, like, I think if there's a God, right, and he made all of this shit, or she, right, or they, (laughs) or the deep state man,
3: right?
8: (laughs) I just think that, like, you know, he did what he did here, and he just moved on. Kind of you know, for, like for, a canvas. Uh, he's, he's fucking, he's not, he's not paying attention. Oh, Bill Burr's on the Pat McAfee show. Trashing women again.
3: <laughs> I, mean, God, I, I
1: cannot know. wait to talk to him about this. Well, I, I want to let you know that there will be a lot of people representing him. Uh, probably in my mentions and since you don't go on the internet you won't even know it i'll, I'll relay nope. the messages that potentially come from that whole thing
8: no nope, uh, I, I don't read any of them
1: you know ricky gervais do you all comedians i assume you all know each other very well is that yeah uh, him
8: i've only met a couple of times because he's over in uh england i believe i think he is
1: yeah he's a very nice house he, there. He, he, yeah
8: he's uh, he's in a higher atmosphere than I, you kind of know the people at your level
1: Oh, and then as you graduate.
8: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, welcome. I mean, yeah, he hosts like the Golden Globes and shit. I mean, that's like, that's pretty up there kind of gig.
1: Yeah.
2: Not not anymore. Yeah, he got out of there. I mean, they ran him out. He had a
1: Philadelphia... Festival of moment with the Golden Globes. You have probably seen it, I assume. Um,
2: no, nope. like five
1: times know. he did it. Yeah, he buried. I mean, it was incredible. I mean, it was absolutely oh, yeah. amazing Two for the fans. Obviously, in the room, not great. But the uh, you
8: watch award shows?
1: No, just when Ricky's up there <laughs> sawing people down. Bill, yeah. Bill, you have to watch that. You have to watch Ricky just saw these people. Run. I assume it would be exactly. I just what you think, would
8: think do. it's so hilarious that a, as a, what kind of an adult wants to win a trophy? <laughs> well, that's, <laughs> that's an the entire funniest conversation
1: in of itself. That's that.
8: the funniest shit ever to me. That people, like, get upset.
1: Yeah. It's a real thing, though.
8: In your world, too. Best supporting actor goes to? Oh, what the
1: fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I was a pretend cowboy better than you were. <laughs> so Seinfeld gave a speech about comedians, you know, and uh, mocking awards, basically. he's. I'd rather be in the back there making fun of this entire thing. Have you ever been given an award or won an award? just that- like
8: stand-up things, yeah. yeah. I've had stuff like that
1: appreciate them or no do you appreciate oh, i them? do
8: i actually don't like getting it because i always then it it it, it, it kind of like brings the wall down and the sadness comes out and i get a little <laughs> choked up which oh. is embarrassing so i kind of don't like when it happens to be honest with you
1: oh so you don't want people to see the uh the vulnerable, vulnerable
8: side yeah no william no. Burr. william yeah
1: mm-hmm.
8: little, billy.
3: Oh, <laughs>
2: billy. <laughs> little billy go ahead aj
8: bill are you a big yeah, tiktok guy I, th- I thought you were a say big tit guy. <laughs> you like titties? You an ass man? You like thighs? <laughs> Am I a big TikTok guy? No. Because it's Are too you- fucking, they want too much information. I-, I watch TikTok through my wife's phone. It's a deep state she- there, right? She sends me something, and then I go, <laughs> I can't watch that. And then she goes, Jesus Christ. And she gets up and she shows it to me. So no, I don't, uh, I like them. I think they're funny.
1: Are you, what do you do in your spare time? You don't do? Do you write? Is it writing a thing? No, Your listen, kids? to
8: I'm not gonna act like I'm not on the fucking internet and staring at my phone all day. I you definitely are. do. I do that, but yeah, I'm You're watching. You're in the
1: deep state, though. No, oh, no, no, yeah, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
8: I, I'm more. I'm like, I watch. Uh, yeah, I watch like aviation videos. I watch animals killing each other. <laughs> Sounds like God's <laughs> treat. Um, I feel like the failed videos are just not funny anymore. You're sort of desensitized because I've seen every way somebody can fall off a bike or get kicked in the
1: balls. Um, so, yeah, I have. I live in a very small area me on too. the Internet. Me
2: too. It's very nice, yeah. actually,
1: for me. I, I'm just in the dumb sports world.
2: Go ahead, Connor. I mean, I had a different question, but you know who Hasbula is? Hasbula has taken over the Internet. He's like an 18-year-old little child. He's unbelievable. Well, 18, it was you. Uh, uh, is this the
1: Listen. first time you're going to see Hezbollah right now?
2: No, but I don't think
8: 18, you're a little child. Oh, but. If he well, kills somebody, he goes to jail as an adult. Uh, yeah, I don't know
2: well,
1: if he 14 does. year olds do, too, I think, but you're right. You're right with what you're saying. What
2: is his name? Hezbollah. He, I mean, he just went to the UFC. That's almost like Hezbollah, which is. <laughs>
5: he's Russian.
8: All right, Okay. There he is. Oh, he, he is, is. Oh, right he is little.
3: Yeah. he's eighteen. Yeah, he's
8: taking over. He's the eighteen. Internet. Does that, he have that Gary Coleman like kidney thing or something?
1: Uh, I'm not sure. why like,
8: There's a god. <laughs> <laughs> there's a god, and he does that to that poor kid.
1: Hey, this kid's sad. He's crushing superstar. Yeah. I know, but you know, poor kid. Oh, I'm rooting for him. Whatever he's doing. His name's has Buller, though. He's an absolute. uh internet icon as are you. like if you look at that screen right there you look exactly like the punter from houston you saw that cameron johnson the australian i was
8: weird about that somebody sent me that like that was like a joke back in september and i don't know who finally picked it up because then everyone was saying you fucking see this i was like yeah like four months ago <laughs> i mean that's pretty much i'd like to think i'm a little more jacked than that guy <laughs> no I'm kidding no that guy's uh yeah that poor bastard looks like me <laughs>
1: Yeah, and I think he's pumped about it. To be honest, he's a good guy. He has an absolute rocket of a leg. But I he I think we've anybody that's seen him before said, oh, he and Bill Burr similar looking people. But you have the bald red hair, like that's a look. AJ's got the big uh, like like home plate face. You know, like there's that's a look. We go. We have have the Frankenstein.
8: Yeah, yeah. You yeah. look like you used to be in a boy band. Okay,
1: I right, see. That's what I'm saying. So there's a lot of people that look like me. Yeah. A lot of fuck boys that look like me. It turns out on the internet, and it's really a tough day every time it happens. Like, yeah, hey, you look like this. It probably, Why that you look like good looking people? Nope, no, that is not the case. The the internet's. A, I, I have saying. a I have a bland fuck white boy uh, look. Fuck boy look that I who's, look like. Who's
8: telling you that? The a lot the of double chins. The, the, yeah.
1: the, the internet, the internet, Bill. The internet.
8: It sounds to me like they're a little jealous.
1: Oh, Bill, you give me a compliment right now? Yeah, because so I think you look good, too, man. You know hey, are you give me a compliment so I'll compliment you? Hey, you look incredible right now, Bill. Uh, let's talk a little football, shall we, Bill Burke? All right, let's talk. You watch, watch, uh, only when you can. You said your kids watch like... Uh, yeah,
8: the... I, I try to watch as much as I can.
1: This, this Patriots team, Bill. It makes no sense. And it is beginning what to look mean
8: like 2001. 2001. Mm-hmm. Who is this, Mac Jones? And our coach is Billy B. B. And working he's working on the, on the D. And uh, all the Colts fans are, are going to cry.
1: Right. But that team does look unbelievable. I, I mean, oh, Mac yeah. Jones looks really. How fu- many times does Bill
8: Belichick have to do it before you guys just give it up and stop weighing footballs? You fucking <laughs> babies. That's <laughs> <laughs> years and years ago. Mm-hmm. All right,
1: forget about the weighted uh, footballs and all the other spy gates and the and the everything else they could potentially. <laughs> spy gate was ridiculous too. No, oh, I don't know if that's the case, but that was right. ridiculous. Everybody would have done it if they could, and I assume other people were doing See, it.
8: By the you way, no. Everybody was doing it. Bingo. That was the first game. It was illegal. And it was only illegal to have it on the fucking field. Whatever the case. You can still have one up there. That's why guys always have clipboards in front of their face. Or if you watch a college football game, they're holding up a picture of a slice of pizza, Urkel, and the sign for pie. The reason is, is somebody across the field is trying to steal their signs, which is a skill. Yeah, we agree. They're not standing there going, throw the ball, hand it off. That gave you an advantage, Maybe on one or two plays all and right, they Bill. questioned Bill. they questioned all of his championships including that guy from the 49ers who wasn't Joe Montana the other
2: guy Steve Young <laughs> yeah.
8: yeah and he there's a whole fucking story <laughs> oh, Bill yeah. Bill Parcells tells of fucking he, he was in a playoff game playoffs with with the fucking <laughs> 49ers all right and uh, Bill Walsh used to call all his plays for the first half he had it all fucking mapped out. And then what he did right before the game started, he, acted, he said his headsets didn't work. So then the other team can't use their headsets. And he had the whole fucking thing oh. mapped out. Giants still won the game. Next year, they play again. Bill Parcells tells this on the NFL Network. And Bill Parcells came in. He goes, the next year we play it again. He said, hey, good luck. He goes, by the way, coach. He goes, if your headphones go out again this year, I'm going to expose you. And Bill Walsh smiled and said, just a little gamesmanship, coach. Ooh. Hey. Yeah.
1: We get it. Okay, there's a lot okay. of gamesmanship. Bill Jesus Belichick the best gamesmanship Christ. of all time. We're not hey, Dude, by the this way, Paul Brown and there's Bill Belichick. We're, That's it. We're not your enemy. All right, we're on your side here. We think it's all bullshit. Of well, I was actually drunk at the Pro Bowl whenever I thought we were potentially going to go into the Super Bowl because you guys were using deflated balls and we all hated it because the game gets mentioned. You know when we lost by that?
8: 50. Do you know when they did that, they found out you guys had an equal amount of def- uh, underinflated balls? <laughs> it was a cold night. Do you know ESPN also did a thing and it debunked that actually having it under, underinflated made the ball get there a split second later, which is an advantage for the quarterback. And once they debunked that, they took it down because it killed the fucking story. Well, listen- Patriots fans kept it and put it up. It was all fucking bullshit. I uh, we agree. Bill Nye the science guy, got involved. I mean, there was yeah, uh-huh. a lot of let's I don't about. think what the Astros did was cheating.
3: Okay, here I we think go. they uh-huh. finally
8: they finally brought a gun to a gunfight. Dude, the fucking Red Sox and Yankees were, were fielding two hundred million dollar roided up free agent teams. <laughs> just crushing it. What were they supposed to do? Yeah. What were they supposed to do? So they bang on a fucking trash can so they know when a fucking slider's coming? <laughs> <laughs> I think it was fucking hilarious. I love a corked bat. It's
1: funny. How about whenever uh, Sam what? is cracked him? in the middle of the game, mm-hmm. and the corked bat went flying. Dude, out? what about base? like a like? I
8: don't think there's anything wrong with a corked bat when the fucking the pitcher's got all this shit on him, you know? And then the hitters don't mind. They want him to have a little shit on because they want to have control. Because if he gets, if they get hit, they could get killed. I don't have a fucking problem with the shit. I think it's funny, but like you know, I I'm not gonna like question somebody like you have a cork bat if you didn't have a cork bat like you'd never be in the ml like all i needed was a cork bat and then i'd be playing for the fucking (laughs) indians all right so this is all this is all from this
1: all stems from people trying to discredit how great bill belichick in your eyes is what
8: you no, and i also think that you know these athletes taking steroids has been great for regular people using their bodies for experiments you know so now that they've been able to dial it down where back in the day you took it you're a fucking farm animal fucking throwing your girlfriend through a wall now you know they, they got it dialed in now it's a little cream you put it on you
1: it's simple <laughs> you get
8: a little jacked
1: you wear a tank top on your fucking podcast That's all, it's all right I wish I was on it that would be awesome but can we talk about the team now I appreciate you venting and
8: letting isn't us the- hair plugs cheating having a hair system
3: uh, yeah. it is in life because some saying-
8: woman's going to bang you thinking that she's going to have babies <laughs> with a full head of hair catfish right, right after they graduate they're going to look like accountants <laughs>
1: it's a catfishing situation ugh all right. I'm just
8: we, fucking around here.
1: No, I like what you just talked about, though, because I think it's real. And I think a lot of sports people have said a lot of those things that you were, you know, basically trying to debunk there. Because anybody in the NFL knows, like, hey, what Bill Belichick did, every single coach or person in the NFL would do if they had thought of it or had the means to do it. Now, with that being said. No, everyone was doing it. Not everyone, but let's say. No, they were doing it. People didn't Jimmy think of Johnson, it. Some people might Jimmy not have Johnson thought of
8: it. Johnson literally said that that's what he said. That's what you do? You put a camera, you fucking film them, get, steal whatever you can fucking steal. Dude, how about you guys? How about you guys that you guys literally made the way we covered your receivers illegal? That's after true. you bitched about it well, well, and Jim well, Irsay yes. sat on the competition committee and fucking yeah. did that and then you stole our well, offense no. and then won a Super Bowl <laughs> No, we, gave did we, you, did we fucking whine about it we, we gave
1: you about? a play that gave Gronk 100 touchdowns Peyton Manning gave it to Tom Brady at a lake in Tennessee See, that mean, is that is something that happened he put Gronk in the Hall of Fame basically that
8: was nice of him to tip his cap to us you know?
1: after <laughs> <laughs> we parked his fucking car <laughs> Okay, so let's talk about this Patriots <laughs> team though And by the way, I think that's why this game is so big Because in Indianapolis, they feel that same way Towards the, the Patriots fans And the Patriots as well Because the I actually Tom the thing Colts, was real I've,
8: I've, And I love Peyton Manning and all them And I, like, uh, I still call them Baltimore That's how old I am Yeah, It's always going to be the Oakland Raiders It's always going to be the Baltimore Colts How
2: about the Chargers? San Diego Yeah, yeah
8: it's going to be San Diego I still call them San Diego Well, they just, they just moved, but I don't know
1: that's gonna be tough. How do you, in LA? How do you feel? Uh, no, let's talk about the fucking Patriots. This team, really good. I mean, you're trying to get there. A They're really times.
8: good, but I, we'll see what, what um, we'll see. We'll see what, what happens because you know some of the other teams are starting to come on. I don't know. I can't figure out Kansas City though. Yeah, neither. You neither know, can I, it yeah. doesn't make sense because nobody left that they would be the way they were. I, I didn't know. Did somebody figure something out like how to beat them? And now they've adjusted to that. I so mean, Andy Reid allegedly. Is like,
1: yeah, I don't sure know. Too. I don't know.
8: Andy Reid's a great coach. He gets a lot of shit from people that have underachieved in life. He's sort of a lightning <laughs> rod.
1: He is talked about a lot.
8: He is, and very disrespectful uh, That's because the Kool Aid
1: Man gif on the once again, there's something you know the internet. There's a Kool Aid gif, and the way he he would win a lot of games, so he wouldn't win the Super Bowl, and then he wins the Super Bowl. And I think that that tide has kind of turned on his narrative, but they were ready to bury him. And once again, the, even though Patrick Mahomes top five right now in passing, I always love when
8: unathletic people tell people in athletics that they can't win the big one.
1: Yeah, you know yeah. you can't handle it. they yeah. Say. yeah, you can't
8: handle the pressure and blah 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 blah. I don't know. I don't like.
1: Uh... Let me go put this sandwich together. By the way, yeah, real no, quick. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you, hey, you you can't handle it but I'm gonna go fucking cut this meat better than anybody in the history or whatever it's the way it goes uh, we gotta wrap up this hour Bill we got like okay. 15 seconds I can't thank you enough for coming through you are awesome I had a great time
8: I had a great time and
1: uh, you know I'm not gonna read the comments <laughs> 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 I'll see them. I uh, can't wait for it. And you have shows uh, anywhere for? I assume everywhere you go, is sold out. Right? By
8: the way, speaking of Royds and baseball, was there anything better than nineteen ninety eight? No, we've talked oh, about this a lot. That yeah. home run thing, and then you had the ninety eight Yankees. Even oh. as a Red Sox fan, that was one of the greatest. Fucking, I never saw a team score more goddamn runs with two outs. Right. They were amazing.
1: Yeah, we we are big. Juice them up. Yeah, we're a big yeah. juice them up to, uh, show. Big juice them up show. Yeah, let you
8: can make them pay one hundred sixty two fucking games. That's Ditto. A lot it's games. a lot of games.
1: Yeah, it is. And all we want to see is the long ball, dude. We yeah, want to right. see 100 mile-an-hour pitches, and we want to see the long ball. And you B- want to see the star in the lineup. Yeah. All right, what, speaking of star in the lineup, are you on tour? Is there any tickets for sale right now? You're doing an arena thing anywhere anybody can buy anything?
8: Uh, yes. I don't know where, but I have a <laughs> we'll tour, <figure> it <laughs> and it's on the internet. <laughs> all right, we'll
1: figure it out, ladies and gentlemen. Bill, right, thank you guys. guys.
0: Yeah. All right, that's the show. Can't thank you guys enough for watching, listening, interacting with us. Once again, if you haven't already, hashtag PMS FanDuel Family. Pat's giving away a shitload of money. Uh, if you haven't got in on that yet, go ahead and tweet that out with a picture of when you first started watching the show or your first interaction with the show. We're going to be picking those winners throughout the next couple weeks here. Enjoy the games this weekend. We will see you on Overreaction Monday. Cheers.